What's that? What do you got there? A little liquid death. Mango chainsaw. Working on a partnership. Listen to this. This is a killer, killer little intro, eh? Welcome Dude. back to another episode of On the Throne with Dick. And big shout out to uh, Senjin Boychuk there. You can find him on all the socials. He's on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. Just, you know, killing it with his riffs. And, uh, you know, he was a featured guest way back on, like, episode 12 or something like that or 11. I don't remember which one it was, but it's back there. And you can find it. It's the Guitar Hero episode. And, uh, you know, he's just killing it. And, uh, you know, today's guest, we have uh, David Koch from the Blue Collar Angst podcast. What's going on, man? Not much, man. That's a sick intro. I was wondering about that, dude. Does he play, uh, like, just guitar and he just does a drum track separately or he did it all? So he has a band and, you know, I know he does the guitar and I'm pretty sure he said, you know, the, the, the drum was, like, just added in. But, you know... Um, he's got a band. I don't think he used the band, but he, he the riffs are all him. Nice. That's sweet. yeah. Yeah, man. It, it's pretty badass anyway. And, uh, solid guy, you know, he, he, he's not very big on the socials, but you know, super talented dude. And I'm trying to, you know, get more people to go over and follow him and watch him. He's, he's there. He's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's consistent. He mm. posts. 24 well not 24 7 but he posts like all the time yeah yeah he's he's really good stuff he's from actually not not too far away from where i am right now so i should reach out to him and see if maybe we should get together but whatever nice yeah so how's it going with you good dude yeah living life uh lucky enough to have a month off for uh, my wife just had our baby so it's been good yes. to uh kind of work on the podcast full time. It's been awesome. It's been really Congrats, good. man. That's huge. Boy or girl? Boy. Yeah. Nice. Nice. How big? So shoot. He was eight pounds, one ounce. He's a big boy, like 21 inches. So our little girl, she was, uh, she came pretty early, but she was like almost six pounds. So this was pretty cool to get like full term and experience like C-section and then like natural birth, which is wild. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. Just a crazy experience. But yeah, dude, everything's good. I have two daughters. My oldest was five weeks early and uh, spent like 11 days in the NICU. Not not all crazy, right? You're sitting there looking around. You're like, 11 days. Oh, this sucks. You look around. This kid's been in here for eight months. This kid's been in here for almost a year. You know, they've had open heart surgery. My daughter was just born a little early and had jaundice, right? And it really puts it into perspective for you. And uh, she was five pounds at birth, man. I watched the whole thing, uh, C-section. I watched the whole thing and uh, lost two pounds in the NICU. So she was three pounds. And I, yeah. And then my oldest daughter, she was born at 38 weeks or 39 weeks. I think it was 39. And uh, just over eight pounds, I think, close to what your son was there. And uh, came out kicking, screaming, C-section. I watched the whole thing again. I was right in there. I'm like, yeah. Look at that. What was crazy was they ripped open the existing C-section scar. And oh, you could stop. hear the tearing. Like, right? I was like, oh, right? And I had to watch. I'm like, hey, man, can I watch? He's like, hey, I got to lo look after her. But if you faint, you're on your own. I can't, I can't get to you. And I'm like, that's cool, man. So I heard the tearing. They had to bring the table down. The doctor had to get in there, put her knee down, and, like, pull. 
and get the suction out because my kid was holding on to the ribs for dear life and didn't want to come out. And little did I know it's been three and a half years. That has been, that, that was like, um, uh, a look into what the future was going to be. This kid is stubborn, bullheaded, and life is on her terms. Yep. Dude, that's how my little girl is too. It's funny, like the C-section experience for a guy, like I'm, so like a C-section, if you have one, I, I guess the doctor was saying like, if you try a natural birth after, it's kind of like high risk, they call it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I do the C-section. I was like, yeah, cool. Until I saw like the face shield. The doctor had like a legit face shield for the, like if blood came up and I look over and he, he started his cut and like the blood was on the face shield. And I just went sheet white, dude. I was like, they're like, get dad a chair. And you know, and it's cool to have the other experience like of the natural birth, but I dude, yeah, I tip my hat off to the ladies out there. Cause that's a, that's a tough thing, dude. I, I can't imagine, yeah, man. you know, but. even, even C-section man, like people call it the coward's way out or the easy way oh, out man. or whatever. Yeah. Man, not a chance, dude. Like mm-hmm. you're getting your stomach ripped open. Sure. It's not like stretching you out or anything like that, but there's still shit down there that has to come out eventually. Right. Cause yeah. the mucus plug, I think comes out. I don't quote me on that. Yeah. I think it's the mucus plug. I think my wife was, you know, when my daughter went to the NICU, she, she wouldn't stay in her room and recover. Right. She refused. She's like, if my kid's not with me, I'm with my kid. So she kept coming out and the doctor's like, Hey, if you're not going to stay in this room, then we have to release you. So someone else can use it. My wife's get me the hell out of here. So my wife is sitting there in obvious pain, not doing well. And like, just, being with the kids, she goes to get out of the chair. This might be too graphic. Sorry, babe. Uh, she, she, she went and got out of the chair and like blood just dripping. Right. And it's like, Oh man, really, really? And then we went to the mall the next day for fucking lunch went across the street from the hospital and she's walking up like the ramp is there at the food court to walk up the ramp. She took the stairs. Like, stop, we get it. You're a warrior. You're tough. Yeah. You're tough. Stop that. Stop that. You, you're making me look bad over here. Right. <laughs> and you just like had like two hours of sleep that night and you're like, oh, my life is so hard. Right. As a dad. Yeah. Yeah. I had to sleep in that uncomfortable chair and she said her life was hard. Get out of here. I know. No shit. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny. That's a good perspective. though. I never heard that. Like, you know, my little girl, she went to the NICU too. And then she went to, uh, she came home and then a month later she got life flighted uh, in the helicopter to Salt Lake. And, uh, yeah, dude, it was like, a, I think she was there for a couple of weeks. It was scary. You know, we didn't know if she was going to make it. And, yeah. uh, it's easy to kind of feel sorry for yourself in those moments, you know, especially with like your kid, your firstborn, you're like, dude, this is your everything. Yeah. And, uh, same thing as you, man. Like I would see kids that were in there for a whole year or little kids that had uh, leukemia or, you know, just open heart surgery, like you said. And I remember one time I was walking out of the hospital, kind of feeling sorry for myself, you know, like the third or fourth day. And this mom, uh, she had a, like a special needs daughter. It's probably 14 or 15. And she was just running, dude, like frantic. And she was trying to carry her into the hospital. And I was just walking out. And there's a couple other guys that went and helped pick up this little girl. And she was like, help me, my baby, my baby. And that's always stuck with me, dude. Because, I mean, I don't know. I know not everybody has kids yet. or um, And especially like the infertility stuff, right? Like that's a tough thing for a lot of people. And yep. I try yep. to be sensitive to that. But I think it's really easy um, for everybody to understand like that love that, that you have for a child or like a niece or a nephew, you know? So yeah, it's cool to, that, that keeps me grounded a lot of the time, you know, that, that experience. Yep. I think being a parent in general keeps me grounded. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man, that that is an experience. Like when when we're all old and sitting around the old folks' home, man, we're gonna be. You know, right now we talk about childhood trauma and shit. When we're all old, we're gonna be talking about parenting traumas. You know, like oh man, my one time my daughter came in, stared me in the eyes, and shit on the floor. It was horrible, right? And like that true story happened a couple months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're potty counts- trained and everything telling stories in the nursing home and the nurse is going to walk by like, holy shit, you had an abusive ex. You're like, that was my kid. That was my daughter. You know? Yeah. 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 I made a video a couple of years ago, actually. It was like my first year on TikTok and I made a video. Um, it's like a lot of you inspired me this year to stand up for yourselves and take back your freedoms. Right. And, you know, uh, telling your stories of abuse and neglect and stuff like that. And it's, and it's, and it's, um, inspired me to stand up to my abuser come with me on this journey as i stand up to my abuser and i i go in and i look at i get the camera facing me and i'm talking to someone i'm like you know what i really don't like how you've been treating me these last few months you know um i feel like you're i'm i'm a second class citizen in this house and you know and it pans to my daughter and she just goes ah and then she comes running up to me and she throws her shoe at me and then starts like tackling me and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. It's parenting, man. It's parenting 101. Yeah. Dude, I think the, the most accurate, like real I ever saw our meme, uh, anger management with Adam Sandler, when uh, the Cheerios, or when he's like makes some eggs or something like that. He's like, he makes some eggs. He doesn't like them. He throws the plate at the wall. Jack Nicholson, I think it was. And he's like, I said over easy. Like, dude, <laughs> my little girl's five. And I'm just like, holy hell. It's at, it's at that point, you know what I mean? Where yeah. she's about to start kindergarten and it's just like, damn, you know, but yeah. at the same time, you're sad to see him go, which is just, it's such a weird, like roller coaster, you know? Yeah. Yep. I found out uh, the other day, like my kids whine a lot and that's a normal thing, I guess. But, you know, I thought my kids were, weren't normal there for a little while. <laughs> like the, I was a little worried. And then they're actually out east right now on a vacation with my wife. They're going to visit family and stuff like that. And near Toronto, there's um, an amusement park called Wonderland. Don't know if you've ever heard of it or not. But so, like, there's lots of rides there, big roller coasters. And, man, when I tell you my kids are fucking cool, I'm telling you my kids are cool. Like, I've seen pictures and videos of them the last couple days there. And I'm like, fuck, these kids are cool, man. My my three-year-old. She wants to go on the big, big roller coaster. She's a she's a ride wearer, an adrenaline junkie, and like I can't wait until she's just a little bit taller, a little older to go on that stuff. I'm going on with her. You know, my <laughs> oldest daughter, she she went on all the rides she could, and she wanted more. It wasn't enough for her. And I'm like, these fucking kids are cool. Forget the whining. Yeah. That you know that doesn't exist no more. These kids want to go on roller coasters. That's so cool, dude. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it- we went to Disneyland in uh, November last year and we went to like the, uh, I think it's like the Marvel land, wherever all like the adult theme yeah. shit is. Right. Like uh, Iron Man, Spider-Man, like all that stuff. And like the star Wars area. And we went in this, it was for uh, guardians of the galaxy and they had a minimum height thing for the kids. So I was like, Oh shit. Like that's pretty low. Like it's okay. You know? And it, I've never done these, these rides. I'm cool with roller coasters, but it was one of the drop rides. Oh yeah. And the elevator dude. It was like straight up, straight down. My little girl's five. I mean, she's like up to my elbow. Like she's pretty small, but, uh, dude, I thought I was going to die. You know, I was so scared and like hurt. Like she handled it like a champ, 
but uh, like my dad was pushing, they came with us, you know, and uh, yeah, dude, it was some of those rides though, like little kids, there's a bunch of little kids getting on it. And I'm like, damn, these are some badass kids. Cause me, even as a grown man, like if I would have known that ride was that, I, I thought it was going to be like that star Wars or uh, that space ride at, you know, it's really chill, but no, dude, it was like a straight drop ride. Space mountain. Oh uh, shit. What's it called? Is it space mountain? Probably Space Mountain, yeah. I think so. It's you get buckled in, it's like everybody's in the same Yeah. I yeah. think it's Space Mountain. I've been to Disney Disney World. I've been to Disney World a bunch, but I haven't been to Disneyland before. It's pretty cool, dude. I think uh next time we go, which we just had a newborn, right? Which is like damn, you reset that top the yeah or the clicker. Yeah. But uh like the Pixar Land or California Adventure Park that's tied to it. We we bought the dual pass, but it was we, we went there our last day and I'm like, shit, we should have been here the whole time. Like it was pretty cool. You know, we're, we're trying for two more. So uh, oh, yeah? one more for sure. We have two daughters. I want a boy actually after, after their roller coaster experiences, I don't even care if it's a boy or not. The girls are just as cool, you know, and I don't really care if it's a boy. And as long as we're, we, we're, we're not whole yet. We feel we're not whole. And uh, I didn't want kids ever. My wife wanted six. So we, and uh, I met her. I met her in the middle somewhere and we had one and it was like, fuck, we got to do this again. So like we had two and uh, three, if the next one's a boy, maybe we cut her. But if the next, next, next one's a girl, we try one more time. And uh, yeah, if they're all girls, so be it. I don't really care. But yeah, we're, we're going to probably stop around four. So that'll be good for me. That'll, yeah. Yeah, dude, it's, it's wild, man. Like the uh, I kind of brought up the infertility stuff. Like I know a lot of people. You probably do yourself, you know. And uh, I mean, so my girl's five years old. Peyton is five years old, and then Dawson, our son that was just born. He's, I mean, that five year gap. You know, it's like that same thing where it's like you can sit there and like going through the infertility process. Like we went into a, a clinic and uh, we were gonna do like the IVF. And all this super expensive shit that was like above my head. You know, the doctor yeah. was like wearing red Doc Martens and he's like, we're going to freeze this and put this in a microwave. And I'm sitting there like, this seems kind of weird, man. Like, I don't know about this, you know? And then like, so we get tested and uh, like me and Ash both get tested, my wife. And then um, before we even get the results back on like what's going on, uh, my birthday on November 18th, my wife showed up to to my work for lunch and she's like, she called me out. I was in the parking lot and uh, she had a pregnancy test inside the shirt that said like the man behind the bump. And I was like, what the hell? Like, what is this? Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, dude, that's how I found out. It was pretty cool to like, but at the same time, like having those friends that like feeling sorry with that five-year gap and then like thinking like, dude, I got buddies that have been trying for years. You know what I mean? Or yep. um, like the miscarriages, like how hard that is on different people. So I try to be sensitive to that, you know, a little bit and yeah. uh I think my wife is a lot better at that, you know, thinking through that stuff, but girls are more sensitive to, to most shit anyways than guys. That's true. Um, my wife has PCOS, so she's got cysts on her ovaries and uh, we've been together for, Oh geez, almost 20 years now. We're 34 and 35. So we've been together for almost 20 years and married for 11 this year. And, you know, we didn't think she'd ever be able to have kids because of the PCOS, right? And so she couldn't find a doctor that would listen to her for the life of her. And then she finally found one that listened and, and got on these meds and whatnot. 
And uh, one day that miracle happened. She came in and she she had, uh, what was that? It was a Toronto, I'm a big hockey fan, big Toronto Maple Leafs fan. She brought me a Toronto Maple Leaf soother and a positive pregnancy test. And I'm like, hell yeah, right? Yeah. I remember that because I was off on, uh, had a, a, an appendectomy, my appendix ruptured. So um, I was off for that. And, you know, uh, all I needed, I work away a lot. So all I needed was to be home for a little bit and, and it worked. Right. And then, you know, um, when we, when, when we found out she was pregnant with our second daughter, uh, we were getting ready to move across the country and I was staying behind to work here and, um, she was going back East. And, um, so we, we were trying, 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 and then she's like, hey, let's table this until later, right? We'll, we'll reconvene at another time. <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, okay. So one morning I wake up in the hotel room here, and she had sent me a text message at like 3 in the morning, and it's a positive pregnancy test. Well, I guess so much for tabling that idea, right? And, yeah. and you know, just same thing, just super excited. And, you know, my dad was the kind of person who – wasn't afraid to tell uh, his kids that they he didn't want to be a dad. He didn't want to have kids, right? And, you know, he wished he would have waited, yada, yada, yada. Me, my kids, man, we tried. We wanted them. And, and you know, we we really gave her the old college try for a while until it worked. And they're wanted and they always will be wanted. And, yeah. And yeah, so. Yeah, it's funny, dude. Like, our first was a surprise. I guess both were a surprise. But uh, I used to make jokes, like, insensitive or whatever. But you know, I still kind of feel like this, like you'd hear people like, yeah, we're trying, you know, like people are all vocal about that. And yeah. It's so funny. Like when you're dating, that's like the like forbidden shit to talk about with your family. And then you get married, even if it's like two weeks and then they're like, you guys banging it out tonight. And you're just like, holy hell, dude. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's a cool thing. And honestly, it's like, it's a miracle. Like every childbirth man and yep. the nurses and everybody. Uh, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's a cool experience. And yeah. How old are you? I'm turning 30 in November. 30. Um, All right. So you're a little bit younger than me, but you're still a millennial, right? Uh, yeah. So, so, uh, and you're from Utah. I'm actually, uh, I was born in Oakland, California, Hayward, the Bay Area, and okay. uh, moved to Denver when I was five. And I grew up south of Denver in Colorado and Colorado Springs. Uh, I came out here to go to school and uh, met my wife uh, in Provo, Orem, Utah. You got and the Mormon fever, right? The Mormon fever. Well, dude, I, I knew a bunch of dudes from Utah and like all of their sisters were just like gorgeous. You know what I mean? Like girls in Colorado are, are pretty cute, but like I will say there's some pretty girls in Utah. And nice. uh, so that, that kind of made the decision easy. So I met my wife on her first day of college too, which was her parents like dropped her off. And every Friday I did like a bonfire up in the, in the canyon, yep. um, Provo Canyon. And uh, yeah, dude. It was like my seventh or eighth time doing that. And then I saw her and I thought I recognized her from high school. And I was just like, hey, are you from Colorado? That's like the first thing I said to her. And I, she's like, no, I'm, I'm from here. And I was like, well, you want to go to a bonfire? And she's like, when is it? I'm like, in like 10 minutes, we're about to leave. You know, I was just knocking on a couple of people's door like, hey, last call. And uh, she's like, yeah, if I'm there, I want to be there. And I was like, shit. You know what I mean? She was cute. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, she came up and, uh, dude, we, we went like two years, two or three years, like every single day we saw each other. So, um, lucky for that, you know, is like she Mormon. Yeah, she is. Nice. Nice. So, but I mean the bonnet, 
I got over the bonnet really quick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it looks real good on the floor, right? The bonnet. Yeah, the bonnet looks good on the floor. And that's the thing, <laughs> like being from Colorado, I guess not knowing everything about Utah. And I've talked about this on Blue Collar Ranks before. It's like a, it's a cool place. It's a unique place. Like I think I've seen more Mennonite people, which they kind of look the same. Um, yeah. And we had some of those in like Colorado up in the mountains. But uh, yeah, dude, there's they're really good people out here. Um, I do think it's pretty sheltered, you know, like white suburbia. Like yeah. I hear some jokes sometimes and I'm like, shit, dude, I, I would have never said that, you know, cause even like going back to visit like my family in California, dude, like you don't talk shit. Uh, otherwise you're going to fight, you know what I mean? Or even Denver and Colorado Springs was pretty tame too. But, uh, yeah, dude, I think Utah's a, it's a beautiful place. It's super cool, but, uh, yeah, I don't think we'll be here forever, but um, my wife and I, we've taken a couple trips to Salt Lake City. We were big fans of Salt Lake City, one of our favorite places to travel to, actually. Um, we were big fans. Uh, we like Park, Parks, Park City. Park City. Park, yeah. Park City. We traveled to Park City, went down the Alpine Coaster and toured all around there. And Salt Lake City is a great spot. We went to the big Mormon temple in town there. We just walked yeah. around. I wanted someone to ask me, you know, like... Uh, I don't know what they say, but um, we stopped in at a gas station. Uh, buddy, it's like, oh, because I we drove, so it's like, hey, where's where's Alberta? And I'm like, um, it's it's north, and Kenny's like, yeah, yeah, I know. He's like, I used to, I was on a mission there once. He's like, used to work in the oil field, which is what I do. He's like, yeah, man, I used to work the rigs for a little while, then uh, before or after his mission, before he came home, he he got a job in the oil patch and was there for a couple of years so yeah cool. yeah that's yeah, no, it's so so speaking of you know the blue collar angst podcast like how did that start and what's it about and and why and you know <clears throat> i think uh so i've told a few people this i've never really like gone vocal about it really but uh so i had a buddy at work uh, i work for Nucor still i work for one of the divisions they're a pretty big company uh biggest steel company in the US. So they have like mills, micro mills, um, sheet plate, um, bar mills. I work for, so we take the raw material from that, like the coiled steel, hot rolled steel and uh, the flat bar. And where I'm at, at the, it's called buildings group. We actually like make the structural steel, like the columns and the rafters for it. But uh, so I, I've been working there for about five years. Um, I quit, went and did real estate for a minute uh, with my mom, came back. Um, that was kind of a shit show of a thing, you know, like I, I, I had my real estate license in Utah and in, in uh, Colorado. And I was like, man, let me give this a try. It seems really cool. Like the freedom is really what kind of like drove that, you know, but I was never one of those guys that like wanted my face on the bus stop, you know, like yeah. hey, buy a house for me. And then like going out there and doing it, going to like the conventions and like, you'd go to like these nice ass hotels and go meet all these douchey realtors. And usually the women were pretty cool, the lady realtors, but, uh, dude, I just met some real assholes, you know? And it was just like, it seems so like ungenuine, a lot of the interactions that I was having and not really my thing, you know, like I love to talk to people and meet people. Um, I think I'm more like on like a one-on-one level and then like, let's all create like our group of friends together, but that's more of like a, Hey, let's all, uh, let's all shake each other's dicks. You, I don't know how to say it, but like, that's what it felt like. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, come back to, to Utah to work at Nucor, um, in America, in the United States, I don't know how Canada is, but, uh, like healthcare, right. Like health insurance is 
a big deal. So like, yeah, it, it's just expensive. So um, I think that was a big factor in coming back to like, we were paying self-insurance and we we're paying a lot of money every month, dude. And um, it's funny. Cause like even paying that much money every month, you'd go to a doctor for like a checkup for my little girl. And they'd, you'd be like, uh, Oh, we we're uh, self-pay or we have this insurance. And they're like, Oh, it's not through a company. And you're like, no, it's not. And then they're like, hmm. like they treat you like you're like a piece of shit. It's kind of weird. But like I pay double what I pay now, you know, with the company. But uh, so that's kind of what sparked me to come back here to Newcore and, and work. And um, they've been really good with me. Uh, and, you know, I worked with a guy and we both liked punk, uh, punk music, you know, punk rock. Yeah. And uh, I liked NoFX, the band NoFX, and he loved them. And we worked right by each other. So he was cutting it on a plasma cutter. Um, my job was like the web on the web line was to seam it together with a track seamer and uh, measure, verify, tag, send it down the line type thing. And uh, anyways, we're just listening to punk music one day and I play guitar and he plays guitar and uh, blue collar angst. It's kind of funny. I don't know if you can see it. Probably not in the recording. There was a bathroom sign uh, that I have back here. And on the back of it, I flipped it over. Let me see if I can turn this really quick. That one right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. On the back side of that, um, I wrote Blue Collar Angst one day. No FX has a song called All Out of Angst. And I just it hit me one day. I was like, dude, we should make a band and just like start like talking shit about all the stuff that happens to us at work. Kind of like your content, like yeah. the funny humor side of it. And uh, that's like the first time I heard Blue Collar Angst. That's when it popped into my head. And uh, I wrote it on in paint marker on the back of that bathroom sign. And it kind of sat there for a couple months. And then um, it kind of turned into like, we would just go back and forth, dude, like joke about different things of the day, right? Like whatever pissed us off that day. And it was funny stuff. And I was like, dude, we should make a podcast. This would be funny. And my buddy, Zach is his name. He's like, what should we call it? And I was like, dude, blue collar angst, you know? Fuck and yeah. it was just, it just like from there, dude, it just started. Um, so I started it. And it was called like work horror stories was my tagline, you know? Yeah. And uh, I've changed it since to blue collar and real life stories. You can tell the world. Um, Cause it's just turned into its own thing, man. It's like organically, you know, like yep. I thought it was going to be one thing. And then it's just this, you know, this effort of everybody trying to share their wisdom and there's still funny stuff on it. You know, I love that. Like people share funny stories. Um, but yeah. So Zach was going to be a host with me and, uh, it's kind of like a weird hierarchy thing with Nucor, And uh, he's like, dude, we need to get, so we don't get fired, right? For talking shit. He's like, we need to get permission before we do this. And he texted me like the day before we were going to record. <clears throat> and I was like, dude, I'm not asking anybody for permission. Like, I'm just not, you know, like I was yeah. stubborn. Um, angst, right? I had a lot of angst. I'm like, no, dude, like, you're not going to tell me what I'm going to do. Like, Let's just do it. Who cares? Yeah, they used to, you spend most of your life working under them and listening to what they want you to do and how they want you to be. And, you know, you, you, you spend all your time conforming to their image of you. And this is one time that you get to do something for you. Yeah. 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 It's like the one time you can just it's, it's almost like art or music to me, like a podcast. I'm sure you feel the same way. Hell yeah. You can do whatever you want. Just like your intro, which is cool. You know, like it's just, it's different. It's your own. And nobody can tell you what to do. Um, kind of like the real estate and freedom thing, man. Like I wanted to have that freedom or the creative freedom. And uh, 
but yeah, so that kind of went down and then, uh, Zach kind of backed out. He's like, ah, you know, I'm kind of, he's been at Newcore for a lot longer than me. And he's like, I don't want to compromise my job. And I was like, I get it, whatever. So I went on and I was planning on just doing it by myself. And then Connor, who was actually, uh, one of my good buddies, you know, he's down in Arizona. He hit me up. He texted me when I posted a picture of blue collar angst and he said, Hey, new podcast coming soon. I uh, can't wait. Please send in your, you know, your stories to stories at bluecollarangst.com. And he's like, dude, asshole, why don't you, why don't you tell me about this? I wanted to be a part of this. And uh, that's how he got on. And he was on for the first 14 or 15 episodes. I've and, heard, uh, I've heard a couple of episodes and yeah, he's, he's on them. Yeah. And it was, yeah. it was so fun, dude. It was cool. And um, I think it was a little tough to work with like two schedules, you know? Yep. especially like three different time zones. So like I'm here in mountain time, he's in Arizona on whatever the hell time they're on. And yep. then you got people in Texas or we had guests in Georgia, California. So it got confusing a few times, but uh, yeah, for the most part it was smooth and it was good. And then, uh, you know, one day he's just like, dude, I, he was getting a promotion at work, a potential promotion. He's like, I got to really double down on my job. And I was like, dude, I'm not going to like twist your arm to stay, you know? And I scrambled. I was like, shit, what do I do? You know? And uh, yeah, but long story short, it's it's working out really good. You know, I got guests booked out uh, now into December. Yeah, um, that's what you were saying earlier. Yeah, so that's good like, for you. It went from like recording on a Saturday morning, you know, and like texting three people and getting one commitment, recording on a Saturday, staying up all Saturday night, working all Sunday on an edit and releasing it on Monday to, you know, recording earlier in the week and having a couple in the bank. So kind of like you yeah. got right now, right? Like you yeah. got guests lined up and. Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, for August, I have two more that, are, that, you know, every Tuesday, right. I have a schedule. So every Tuesday they come out and I made August all about the blue collar ladies. So, you know, uh, they don't get their fair shake. So, you know, we're, think 37 38 episodes deep into it by the time this one comes out and only six up until this month where we're women right so i get the women out they got good stories too and you know the one that just dropped yesterday is doing amazing and um you know so uh we got two really exciting episodes coming out uh to end the month off with so i'm pretty pretty excited and then we have uh after yeah so right now we have four this will be five in the bank it's weird though too like once you start getting them in the bank it's hard to like decide who goes first right like who's going to get released first i put them out in order that i record them yeah Yeah. that's the way i do it too yeah yeah Yeah, at one point i had seven in the bank and i'm like that was seven weeks and i stopped recording for a month because you know just it's kind of getting that way right now too where if i talk about something that happened like a couple days ago it's no longer relevant in seven weeks right it's like oh you know so i try not to do that too much but you know um i get a really busy time in my schedule coming up and i don't know when i'm gonna get to record and so you know i i i record basically whenever i can like there's been a few episodes where like hey man you down to come on the podcast yeah, dude, when do you want me? When are you available? 20 minutes? 
I'm in, let's go. Right. Yeah. And there's, there's my night. And it helps because I'm either right now I'm, I'm in a hotel room, right. I'm not away from my family. I've got nothing else to do at night except for watch TV. My kids go to bed at eight. My wife goes to put them to bed. And then when, you know, I'm like, Hey, I'll call you when I'm done recording. Right. She's like, okay, cool, cool. And she supports this. She loves this. Um, you know, she's, she likes to listen to this kind of stuff too. So, um, you know, so yeah, I, that's it man fucking it's, it's like today it. though dude like it was cool i was you know with my little girl i took her out of the house you know little baby brother's crying all the time so i took her out and then you you messaged me on instagram and you're like hey dude like how about tonight and i was like shit yeah i guess we could make that work you know and i like that like it's like that beggars can't be choosers mentality i've always yeah. liked that mentality but uh i've always said that about a lot of other people <laughs> but i felt like that dude at the start of the podcast like Dude, I'll take anybody. And I still will like something. Oh, yeah. I don't want to like put like anybody over anybody else. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. this guy has so many followers or because that's another reason yeah. I started it because I felt like and this is not a knock on like all the big podcasts like Joe Rogan. I still listen to it all the time, but I just felt like I was listening to like whoever it was. And I'm like, ah, I can't really relate to that. You know? Yeah. Like you're listening to like elitists or like people that have like their doctorates or something like that, or a scientist somewhere. And you know, um, that's sort of why I did it as well. You know, like, um, so, and I don't go off of follower count or anything like that. It don't fucking matter. You know, if you've got a good, cool story, I think that I beat that other people want to hear, or especially me, I want to hear it. Right. right. Um, then, you know, I'll take you, you know, I had someone with, uh, I think 11 million followers on TikTok and 20 something million followers across the internet on. And then I had, uh, Senjin Boychuk who has 200 followers on TikTok and like 80 followers on, on YouTube, you know, and then, you know, you get a couple with a couple hundred thousand or, or 20,000 or 3,000. It doesn't matter. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I have a series on TikTok on my main TikTok account called On the Throne with Dick. And I started that like two years ago. And it's just one minute long segments of me interviewing people while we're both taking a shit. And, <laughs> you know, so and, and you can't really get much out of people in a minute. Right. Yeah. So when I was trying to figure out the name for a podcast i'm like well on the throne with dick i already have it right yeah. and and we can turn that into well let's get to know these people let's peel back those layers let's find out more about the people that we only see in 30 second long or two minute long clips on the internet right you don't know anyone that that you're talking to or, or not talking to. You don't know the people that you're watching their videos. All you know is they make videos. That's how you know. They're funny. They're not funny. You relate to them. You don't. Um, and this here gives you like an hour, hour and a half. I've done up close to three hours before. Three hour long look into who they are and what makes them go. You know what I mean? And, and that is, that is cool, man. I like having conversations. I'm a talker. If you haven't noticed, I, I like to talk. Yeah. And when other people talk like, and this is partly why I don't plan and why I go by the seat of my pants. Right. Because you can't run into someone on the street and like know an hour from now that you're going to run into that person and have this big conversation plan. You run into each other, you catch up, you find out how each other have how how each other have been, what's what's new with them, uh, what they got going on, and then you know it's like going for a hike down a, a walking path. You're going down this trail, and you see another trail, 
and you're like, I wonder what's down that trail. So you go down this trail. And when you're going down that trail, you see another one. You're like, fuck, where's this one going to take me? It's like having a conversation, man. Yeah. The, you never know where we're going to go on this podcast. We talk a lot of men's mental health or mental health in general. We get off the rails with Pokemon a lot. Uh, we, we, we talk about anything, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and a lot of it, a lot of it has been blue collar because that's my background and that's my niche on the internet. And that's who I surround myself with is other blue collar people. So like it's been mostly blue collar, but there have been guys who aren't or gals that aren't blue collar, right? They got yeah. a cool story. I want to hear it. Fuck that's yeah. why I changed it from like that work horror stories. Cause it really wasn't, you know, nobody wanted to talk shit, which is cool. Like I said, it turned into its own thing, blue collar angst, but I didn't want to limit it to just like blue collar guys, you know? Yeah. And uh, like I had an accountant on, um, you know how podcasts go. Sometimes recordings get messed up. I have to re-record with him. Um, that's why it's good to have like stuff in the bank. But uh, it's cool to even hear like that story. And, you know, I talked to a younger kid the other day and he was talking about like, ah, I don't know if I have much to offer, dude. You know, and that's something I've always told, like, dude, like you're saying, everybody has such a cool story. And that's one yeah. cool thing I appreciate. And I think I try to do this on my podcast as well. But like, what we we spent the first 15 minutes talking about c-sections and you know like but it's so yep. true like there's these like little like grid points or like changes in the hiking path because like you think of something and then somebody says something else and you're like oh i guess we're going this way but it's just a natural flow of things and that's that's why i love it yeah yeah and exactly man you know what i mean like we we had a conversation about that uh, i think call it backstage um you know where I, I recorded a podcast and it's happened a couple times, you know, where the person is nervous. I can tell they're nervous. They've never done it before. So they're, they're like, well, I don't think I have anything to say or do. Well, that's my job to keep it flowing. Your job is to listen to me, say something to you. And then you be like, Oh, I have something for that. So, Hey, you don't worry about keeping it entertaining. That's me. I do that. I joke around a lot and I fuck around a lot and man, I will, I will really dig deep if I have to. I will go to the depths of hell to make it entertaining. I am I can't record and and it be so boring that that you know nobody wants to listen to it or you know I I can't listen back to it and be like oh I can't post that, right? We're not going there. I'm not wasting your time and I'm not wasting my time like that, yeah. you know. We're going to make it worth it. We're going to have a good time. You know, it might start off a little rough, might end up a little rough in the middle somewhere but in the end we're gonna we're gonna find we're gonna figure this out we're gonna find our way yeah and it's funny too man like when you first start out i don't know if you felt like this but like when i got to like 10 minutes or like when you're recording and you're like holy shit we've been talking for an hour and then you're like damn I'm, i can do this you know it's like that like that 90 percent. i've been saying this a lot like my dad always used to say like 90 percent of everything is just showing up right like you're scared to go in the oil field or you're scared to go to work or you're scared to go cut a piece of wood when you just got your first construction job with a, you know, chop saw. If you can just show up and have the, the balls and the courage to do that or like with the podcast, it's cool, man. Cause like, that's literally 90% of everything. The other 10% will make up for itself. And it's tough when you got guests that you're like, I've had some recordings and I'm not knocking any guests at all. But like when you're like five minutes in and you're like, Holy shit, dude, you like, you're looking at the time and you're like, how am I going to make this like 10 minutes, you know? Yeah, But then you just, that's your job. Like you said, it's your job as a host, like bring it out. And I mean, everybody has such a cool story and, you know, you can pull five people in a room and they're all going to have a different spin on one issue. And I think that's like why Joe Rogan's so successful. And 
he just, it, it's like a non-judgmental space. And, you know, even if I don't agree with some stuff, um, or if like, if you hear some crazy shit, sometimes you're like, ah, I can't put that in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'll throw that to like the comedy seller or something, but it, it's fun. You know, it's, it's so fun to do. And, uh, yeah, it's a unique, it's a unique thing, you know? Do you know who Theo Vaughn is? Yeah. Dude, I just discovered this guy. Like, I'm in love. I have an unhealthy obsession with Theo Vaughn. I'm listening to all his podcasts right now. And uh, like when I when I was messaging you, I was listening to one of his. And I'm like, okay, well, okay, if I'm going to have him on tonight now, I should go listen to the Blue Collar Angst podcast, right? And so I went there. And I'm like, okay, which one do I want to listen to first? Well, number one, let's start there, right? And then after that, it was like, where do I want to go next? Well, the trade school versus college episode is what drew me in, right? And I'm like, we literally just had this conversation like a couple weeks ago about this. So, you know, um, and yeah, and, and you guys had basically the same viewpoints on that as I did. And, you know, uh, you're not knocking it, but you're not, not knocking it either. Right. And, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting conversation to have with a lot of people. It's like the union, non-union uh, yeah. conversation, right? Yeah. Are you union up there in Canada? Do they? I'm not union. There no. are lots of unions, but, uh, me personally, I do not like unions. I was a part of a union, uh, I don't like that. I, I like to work hard and I, I like to work hard and I don't like having a guy next to me that isn't working hard. That's protected. Right. You know what I mean? Like this guy just shows up and puts in 10% and he has a job and then I'm given a hundred and he makes the same I do, you know? Um, so at my job, I run equipment, I labor, I do everything they need me to do. I'm just a cog in the wheel whatever they need me to do to make the day work, I do it for them. Right. I, I run my, my official titles equipment operator. So like, you know, but if you need me, you're going to pay me what you pay me to be an equipment operator to like labor. Cool, man. I don't care. Those guys are making like $10 less an hour than I am. And I'm out there and I'm giving it more than they are. And I understand that you can't expect someone, you can't expect someone to, um, you know, the kind of money they make, I get it. I made it too, but I I have a different mentality, I guess. I, I, I wanted more, so I, I saw more, and I'm like, okay, well, if I do really, really good here, I'll get more. And that was that was my mentality. That's not everyone's mentality. So, um, And I was on site one day, and I jumped out of my equipment, and I started doing some labor work, and then I, I did the labor stuff, and I jumped back in my equipment. I was just running around. There are a couple good old union boys sitting there watching, and uh, they're like, uh, you know, if you were a union, they'd have a guy to do the labor shit while you were in the, the equipment. You wouldn't be doing that. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm more versatile and more valuable to my company this way here, right? Um, I don't care. It doesn't bother me none. It's funny because, like, even that, dude, like, these little hierarchy clicks, like, I'm an equipment operator. Like, I'm not going to go pick up a shovel, like even non-union guys are like that. And I've always hated that. And like, yeah. like I was going to bring this up too, like the city worker stuff. Um, and I think a lot of it's like mis misunderstanding, but there's still a lot of like people that just kind of want to coast. And I've never, I don't like that mentality either. I think that's why I'm so like, okay with, I've never been union. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, the union will protect you and they will. Right. In certain aspects. But 
at the same time, dude, I mean, if you're in a job that's non-union and it's not going to, if you're not going to be safe at that job, just get the hell out. You know, it's not worth it. Like go find another contractor, another, another project to work on. But um, yeah, I don't know about the pros and cons. I was going to say though about city workers um, and this whole trade school versus college thing. So like, I know like my sister, for example, dude, like she just got, she graduated with a four-year degree um, and she's like getting job offers for like 50, 60 grand. You know what I mean? And it just blew my mind. And then on that same note, on my wife's side, my brother-in-law, he was like, he did everything right. I think in my opinion, if you're going to go to college, like he worked his ass off in the summer landscaping. I think he had like maybe five or $10,000 worth of debt at the end of a master's degree. So he went five years. And uh, I mean, he paid that off super quick too, like within the year. Um, So like that's doing it right. But the funny thing is, so like he had a, a master's degree in civil engineering, I think it was, or some engineering, but he was basically, uh, he worked for a company, super white collar engineer, um, and they did cool stuff. Like he, he, I think he designed the uh, San Jose shark stadium. Oh, that's cool. The SAP center, the SAP center. That's cool. Which is pretty badass. I was like, dude, that's so shark tank. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. But then like, it's funny because like he did that for like five or six years, you know, once he was married and then he just switched over and he got like a director of public works for the, for a city. And uh, some guys would be like, that's not blue collar. And it's like, dude, they're out there. Like he's red, has red man. Like his neck is red. His arms are red. Like he's out there working and he's making like 20 grand more than he was as an engineer, dude, like being outside working. And he honestly didn't even need his degree. It probably helped. But honestly, I mean, that's the one thing that I look at when people are like, oh, you got to go to college. And, you know, we got a big giveaway going around right now. Um, Mike Ewing's back to school giveaway. And you could find it on Blue Collar Angst, uh, Western Welding Academy, all these different sponsors. But uh, it's really to help promote the shop and and ag programs, you know, and uh, just bring awareness to it. We even had some guys from Canada comment in and um, go through the official rules. And I don't know, I, I think kids... Like I know at least me going through high school, if you're if your school's not out in the country or if it's like closer to the city or whatever it may be, you're not gonna have a pretty good shop program. Or you're gonna go get bussed out like 40 minutes to yeah. some school, you know? So I don't know. I think there needs to be more options like that for kids, you know. And I think uh I think we're seeing a lot more of that, like a revolution back to the roots of you know what blue collar was. And how to train kids in it, which is really cool. There's a lot of blue collar pride going on right now. And the internet's helping with that. You know what I mean? Like, hey, don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. You know what I mean? Don't look down on the people doing it either, you know? Um, so my my thing with the whole trades and, and college thing, and I've talked to uh, the CEO of some companies and I've talked to like bosses and shit like that. You know all, uh, you know what the only thing a four-year college degree or or however long it is good good for or whatever you know what the only thing it's good for the only thing an employer wants to see when you go through that much college and pay that much money to do it so the whole reason why you're going to college is to prove to a prospective employer that you were willing to commit to something for four years show up every day learn and and you know what uh you 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 were committed to it you know, and paying the money shows the commitment and, and showing up every day shows the commitment. Other than that, it ain't good for nothing. Right. Um, yeah, it, it's it's crazy. It's Dude, crazy. It's so true. That's I was going to say commitment, right? Like they're looking for or are you committed? But 
what are they going to see on your job history, right? For five years, six years, like, oh, he's been with this oil field company for five years. Like he's obviously committed. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen my dad, like he, uh, he worked for Quest or CenturyLink. It is now like the internet company. And like he was in the, I remember, you know, he was digging ditches, like the green boxes in on the side of the roads. Um, yeah. I remember like bringing him lunch or, or dinner when I mean, if he was working late. And uh, it's just funny, dude, because like he did get a degree eventually. And I, he's now, I guess, up, more upper management, you know, and uh, he's done well for himself. But uh, he tells me all the time, like, there's still guys that are up there with him that didn't do that, that didn't get a degree, you know, and it's just, I think, kind of like what you do with with your job and what a lot of people do that listen to these podcasts, just doing that little bit more, right? Just, and it's all about pride and integrity, man. Like, if you can just have yeah. a little bit of pride and be like, Cause you know, like when you look at something on your job site and you're like, shit, that sucks. I don't want to do that. This needs to be done. And then you just do it. Like that's having pride, you know, and that's a big asset. I've been here for eight years. uh, So, okay. In the winter time, I work on a back truck in the oil field. In the summertime, during the last downturn, um, I had to keep busy. So in the summer, I got a job working in road construction, right? So, um, and I did that. I've done that this for eight years now. I go there in the winter. I come here in the summer and I built something here. So I stay. I went from being a laborer on the ground, raking out the asphalt and the gravel, gravel, uh, chasing that paver to, you know, running the equipment, right? And I can do everything on this crew. Anything you need me to do. My boss calls me a utility knife. I go and I do it. Hey, I need you here today. Okay, cool, man. Whatever. Wherever you need me, I'm there. I got you. And he's like, okay, cool. And he leaves me the fuck alone. He doesn't ever like micromanage or boss me around or whatever because he knows when I'm there, it's getting done. Right? So I've been here for eight years. I've been on the VAC side of things for five years. My, I'm committed. Right? I'm I'm there. I'm I'm not going anywhere. You know what I mean? And they know that. And... Yeah. Um, I work with, so pro college, let's talk about pro college here for one second. I work with a couple or a lot of people actually who work between here and the oil field. They work to put themselves through college so they don't have any debt. Right. There's a girl here who was 19 when I met her, she was going to school to be a brain surgeon. Right. And she'd spend her summers here on the road, go back to school put herself through college, university, whatever. And uh, it got to the point where she looked at the long road ahead and the debt, which she didn't have much of because of this. But she looked at the long road ahead and, and she's like, man, maybe I make more money here than I do as a brain surgeon. Right? So she she put the brains, the I don't know what kind of school, brain surgery school. I don't know what the fuck it's called. So she, she put that on hold for a semester, I think she did. And... Uh, I think she realized that, you know, brain surgery is where she would rather be. So she's back doing that now. But and then the one girl, she just left. Like, I've worked with her for eight years here and she's gone now. Like she left last week. She's she's done. She put herself through school to be a teacher. And this past uh, July, she applied for a job uh, as a teacher. And uh, she was only going to go for start, do her first year as like a substitute, be a substitute, work around a little bit. She got a job at uh, First Nation school here, uh, Native American. And uh, she got herself a full-time permanent position as a teacher. 
And today, actually, she got access to her classroom. And uh, I'm going to miss her. You know, she's she has been one of my favorite people to work with over the last eight years. And now she's gone. Dude, do they make pretty good money up there, teachers in Canada? Uh, so I think she said to start, had she done one more year of school, she would make 20 grand more. Right. So she's at 60 K right now. Uh, she's starting 60 K and I don't know if this, she wants me to talk about it, but fuck it. I'm doing it anyway. Sorry, Shelby. Uh, she, she's making 60 K one more year of school would have been 80, but she's like, I, I couldn't do another year of school. I just couldn't do it. So she's like, I'll work my way up to that 20 K, uh, the old fashioned way, I guess. So, yeah, dude, it's brutal. I, I feel like a lot of people too. I know I've done it. Like I was enrolled. I've, I can't tell you how many times I like start college and then I go and I'm like, ah, yeah. take a two year break. Right. And like you get in this cycle where it's like you just keep going and then, you know, you get your school paid for. At least this is how I've done it, you know. And and then um, I think I have like 32 college credits right now where where I sit. And uh, I was not that I'm dumb, but I had a terrible GPA in high school. Like I just didn't give a shit. I just wanted to be with my friends, make everybody laugh. And I think when you're paying for it, it definitely throws a different spin on it. But uh, yeah, dude, I look at like some of those like jobs, like going out, I went back out to Colorado for my little sister's graduation. And I don't know if she's going to care if I talk about it either, you know, but um, you know, she's, she went and she has a psychology degree. I I don't know how much school debt she's in or or what that looks like. You know, it's none of my business, but you know, she goes to, it was UCCS in Colorado Springs. And, you know, I think, last I heard now she's working as like a land officer in a bank. And, uh, I can't tell you how many people I know, like my wife used to work at a bank when we first got married. And like, that was just like a 10 year thing. Kind of like you're talking about, right? Like you get, you're either going to make your money like with a degree and have that added experience, or you're just going to have that tenure and you're going to be like, Oh, you're getting your raises. You're getting your, you know, in increments. And yep, it's such a tough thing. And I'm like, I'm not here to like, you see like some dudes, like, like uh, Theo Vaughn talked about it, Gary Vaynerchuk, when he's like, uh, I think he talked about it on Jocko podcast when he's like, yeah, Gary V's out there telling people like, dude, sell your home, sell your kids, do this, do that. And it's just like, the guy's like, oh, okay. Like I got a mortgage asshole. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people have these responsibilities. And honestly, I mean, the same reason I go to work, the same reason you are away from your family right now, like we have responsibilities and yep. uh yeah, it's I just think there's so many voices too, man, that like try to pull people. I'm not shitting on Gary Vee because he does say some pretty cool shit. He does, he does. I like Gary Vee. But there's sometimes like Theo Vaughn when he started joking about it. I'm like, dude, that was just pretty funny. You know, I could see that side too. Do you follow on t- TikTok or I think he's on Instagram too? Do you follow uh Grayson Magaha? Mm-mm. He's the Night King world champ. Or the night shift, night shift world champ. The guy, he's bigger. He's a bigger guy. He's got a beard. He wears the pit vipers. He's, uh, he, oh, he, okay. Yeah. 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 You gotta, yeah. That guy's, yeah. that guy's funny, man. He, he's funny, but he's serious too. He, he's like the blue collar people's champ. Right. And, uh, he's coming on the podcast. He actually nice. says, you know, he's down to come on. So <clears throat> we're, we're going to talk to him about that. But he, he talks a lot about, you know, the issues surrounding the workforce right now and why what the pandemic taught us and why it's hard to find people. The people are there. You just spent the last seven or eight years shitting on them. So now, you know, it's the people's turn. You're in need of people. The people don't need you. 
you know, not as badly as you need them. Right. Right. And so he was saying, you know, my, my merit and, and performance wage increase should not be coupled in or mixed in or added as one with my cost of living increase. My cost of living increase should be one raise. My merit and my performance raise should be another. Yeah. Not here's a dollar, figure out which one is which, right? Yeah. And and because if all you're going to offer is money to work here, I can go find that somewhere else. Yeah. You know, you got to give you got to give people a reason to want to work for you. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. funny, too, man. Like you bring that up, like the 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 labor shortage that's like projected. And oh, yeah. I think that's something I'm trying to do with the podcast, like with the giveaway, uh, you know, it's which is the the response that that Mike Ewing has got with this giveaway, man, like outlaw leather, welder made headbands, uh, Western welding Academy, Sawyer manufacturing. Like there's just like a whole list. And I don't want to like leave anybody out. Like, please go look at this, the list of sponsors, but that's I mean, a, that's an episode, isn't it? Cause it's I'm, an episode, yeah. Yeah. I saw that on the list. I'll have to give that one a listen to tomorrow. Yeah. It's cool, dude. And I mean, he does it from like a, a genuine, a genuine place in his heart. You know what I mean? And it's completely free for the kids, but, uh, you know, and, and he's doing all this and uh, he actually texted me tonight and uh, it's his birthday today. And Shout out mom, Mike Ewing. Happy birthday. Mike Ewing. Happy birthday. And, uh, you know, his mom actually ended up passing away tonight. She was, I don't know what it was. Uh, I know she was older and she was in hospice care, but in the midst of all that, like he was still trying to push for this giveaway, dude, which just says a lot about him, man. So uh, a huge example to me, you know, but uh, yeah, the response that, that he's gotten and that I've been able to share with this, this giveaway it's because of the stuff that we're talking about. Like you don't have to go, like if you go to college, like when you're in high school, man, right now, like you said, the last seven to eight years, people are just shitting on these kids. It's true. Like I remember it was like, you going to college? No, well, I played football. Right. And it's like, are you going to go play football for some shitty D three school? And I was like, uh, no, I think I suck. I don't think I could do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it was like, well, what are you going to do? It's like, oh shit. I, I don't know. But, uh, just giving kids options and, trying to like lower the the amount of bullshit, like filter out the bullshit that these kids are hearing right now. And the cool thing, like I had a guy reach out to me on Instagram uh, two weeks ago from Colorado. The dude had a college degree. He was a firefighter, like certified firefighter, and he owned his own business. So he's like done it all. You know, he's probably like, which is badass. And he listened to episode three, uh, which is one of my buddies, Ryan Zumwalt, who is a crane operator. And he listened to that and he's like, oh shit. Maybe I could be a crane operator because he's not liking what he's doing right now. And, you know, he heard about how crane operators can sit and watch Netflix. No, I'm just kidding. All day long. No, you're, no, you're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> but no, it's like cool. It's a badass job. And like I've had like uh, episode four, right? Like the state trooper that, that we had on, you know, he he after the recording, he's like, dude, I want to go be a crane operator once I retire from being a state trooper. Like that's a badass gig. But I listened to half of the state trooper one, which is a crazy one, dude. Yeah. Cameron's Cameron's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's talking about being a state trooper down by the border on I three or whatever it is, where there's a lot of, a lot of shit happening. And you know, it was his ride along, right? Yeah. See, man, did you listen? listen. You listen, dude, that's so cool though. And that's the thing, like to get that text and then I forget his name. Um, but anyways, he texted, he, he DM'd me on Instagram and said, Hey, can I get Ryan's contact info? And I, I texted Ryan, like, hey, dude, are you cool with this? I screenshotted it. He's like, dude, absolutely. So I sent him his number and, you know, they started talking. And that's how I found out all this information about like, hey, I'm a 
firefighter, college grad, business owner. But that's what it's all about, at least for blue collar angst. And, you know, just to try to spread that message. And if you're a blue collar man, there's so many stigmas, dude. You know, there's so we're many on st- drugs. We're cheating. We're yeah. abandoning our family. We're destroying the planet. Yeah. We all do cocaine. And I'm like, just because I do cocaine doesn't mean anything. Listen, it's not my fault that I like the smell of it. Okay. Like, leave me alone. Dude, I wish I had it with me. Uh, Tierra Oso, I think episode 18, uh, he made a sticker. It's on one of my stories, but uh, he made a sticker like the Lincoln Electric, the red and the black, you know, and it says dirty hands, clean Coke, like (laughs) clean cocaine. So I put one on the gun safe and I put one on a water bottle. But uh, yeah, dude, it's, I don't know. There's, and like, there's the funny side to it. But at the same time, like, I don't know, I feel like you mentioned like mental health in the blue collar world, uh, the box behind blue collar angst. Like I made this logo up and I'm just trying to like put shit together. You know, I was like, oh, I like the font. Oh, that box looks cool. What color do I want the box? And a lot of people have asked me, like, dude, what's up with the box? You know, like, what does that mean? And the box, I, I, I made it. And then I just started thinking, well, why am I going to keep this in here? And I kept it in there because I feel like it's a closed box, right? Because I feel like a lot of blue collar guys keep stuff in. Like we don't talk about stuff. And I feel like um, Boom Nation shared a, a suicide rate, which I don't want to butcher what that was, but it was pretty high. And like blue collar guys and construction workers have a really high suicide rate. And yep. I feel like it's kind of like that, uh, like in, in the American military, the U.S. military, like don't be a pussy. Right. And I feel like there's a lot of that, like transcends into the blue collar workforce. Yeah. But yeah. So just like opening that box and not keeping it like in um if that makes sense i hope i explained that good enough but that, yeah absolutely man that's amazing that's that's more than just the box to me now you know that that logo is so much more than i thought it was like yeah you know you lift the box up you move it to another spot you know blue collar yada yada yada, yada. but that box has so much meaning i look at that now and i'm like shit shit it's fucking true it's true dude have you listened to any of my podcasts yet I started listening to who was it? I went back. I was trying to find. So how long have you been doing uh, the con- the reels, the content? Oh, shit. Three years. Three years. Yeah. I swear. I was trying to go back and see the first one. I started sending. The one that came to mind was like the. Uh, I think it was. I don't want to say he was a Navajo, but the native dude that was like ancestors, that dude. Oh, LJ Musqua. That guy lives yes. 20 minutes away from me. That's funny that He's you hilarious. know who he is. Yeah. So yeah. hilarious. LJ yeah, I always he you won't guys come on the you. podcast. He won't come on the podcast. Why? Um, so he doesn't, I, he never said, uh, I don't want to pry. I asked, he's like, I, 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 don't, I don't do that, but we can collaborate on some videos. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so when, when he said no to the podcast, and but we could collaborate, uh, beggars can't be choosers. So I just, you know. Yeah. Let's let's do it. So we we make we make videos now together. He lives twenty minutes away from me. We're gonna we're gonna make more videos uh actually together together. Uh I love LJ. He's good shit. Yeah. yeah. No, dude, I just I think about your content. I've seen a lot of your content. Um I'm trying to think about what podcast I started watching, then I got pulled off of it today. Um I started watching the, the was she a welder, the girl that was on last? Oh yeah, yeah. She, okay. she's uh like 21 she's a welder slash iron worker wow yeah, she's dude. going for both yeah where's she from uh, uh she's from vancouver canada she nice. or just outside vancouver here yeah um if i could suggest um two episodes to listen to we're on the topic of mental health and content creators and guys who 
who have struggled a lot. Um, listen to Rolling Smoke, which I think is episode twenty, and then uh, or nineteen. It's one. It's one of those two. And uh, Tsunami Warning with Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami. That's the one I watched. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that was dude. He's so cool. I want to get him on the show. Yeah. Uh, he just dropped a new brand, right? Blue Collar Boys. Blue Collar Boys. Yeah, I I love that brand. Man, it's, it's almost cool. as cool as your hat. Dude, I uh I got a guy making some hats right now. Like a little pre-order going. I had some guys, some buddies buy some, but uh yeah, dude, that's kind of the goal with this too. Just like the apparel, the shirts. Um I made some cool ass logos up like Blue Collar Angst, Stay Safe or Die with like a six skull, but um yeah. It's kind of cool though. Like Johnny Tsunami, that's one thing I just want to say on that, dude. Like uh, Richard Sanchez, the guy that made that sign, and uh, he's made the Dirty Hands Clean Coke sticker too from Tierra Oso out of El Paso, Texas. Uh, in his episode, he actually talked about, he's like, dude, something I learned from his dad, people at the top collaborate, people at the bottom compete. You know, so it's like, I look at a brand like that or like Troll Clothing, uh, Scum, or what is it? Oh, I'd have butchered their name. Field, uh, field, field scum. I field have a scum. shirt. I have a shirt from them. Yeah, I actually cool. think I found them. I found you from them. I'm pretty really? sure. Um, I think so because I found you on Threads, right? Uh, I messaged you on Threads the first time because yeah. who who did I? How did I end up seeing your stuff? Someone someone commented on something or you commented on something. I saw yours. Oh, another blue collar podcast. Beautiful. Let's follow. Yeah. And then and then you follow back. You liked one of my posts, and then I'm like. Man, we you, we gotta get on each other's podcast. We gotta, I gotta help. You know, maybe shoot some listeners to you, and you know, maybe you shoot some my way, and and yeah. and and we just we talk, right? And that's the whole point of this. This is networking, man. This Dude, is just like this, though, right? Like it's like two. I would call you like a blue collar podcast because that's what I think of you, right? Like the oil, yeah. but it's like we're not sitting here competing. We're like collaborating, and that's that's made it so much less stressful, dude. Like even like promoting different brands, like if there's a welding lens brand and then there's another one that I follow and I'm, you know, saying, Hey, go follow these guys. I don't try to get into the politics or like the, I don't want to get in the mud with all that shit. Cause it's so yeah. complicated. Yeah. Um, I think one school that I'm pretty exclusive with um, at least for right now is Western welding Academy, Tyler Sassy. Uh, that's one that I would say, go listen to episode 12. Okay. Um, I'll check shared, that out tomorrow too. He shared a reel tonight uh, and tagged me in it of just what he was saying about like having an abundant mentality, right? Like, what he was saying too in the episode was like, Hey, when you wake up in the morning, his mom used to say, wake up at 5am and throw your boots on and give God something to bless. Right. Like, don't be lazy, go out there and just like set the tone. And, uh, but dude, that episode, honestly, because of him, I think like, that's how I met Mike Ewing. And Mike is like a little ambassador for, for blue collar angst. Dude, like he's reaching out to like Mike Rowe. He's like, Hey, Mike Rowe, you should come on this blue collar angst podcast. And like, uh, Martin Martinez, Mr. George, He's so, coming on the show. I love Mike. Yeah, I love that you know? guy. I, I've used some of his sounds the uh, when the uh, the first time your H2S monitor goes off. I've done mm. that video twice, I think. Once on my a long time ago, then once like a year ago. Um, is that the saline gas, the H2S? H2S is hydrogen sulfide, and oh, it's okay. like super poisonous. And like, if you can smell it, it's too late. Dude, me and Connor, we went uh, we went scouting for antelope in Kemmer, Wyoming uh connor lee the host uh, the old co-host and uh he had a tag i didn't have anything he's like you want to go and it was like this old all these wellheads everywhere in the middle of nowhere and shitload of antelope because it's wyoming 
But yeah, the H2S warning, like H2S everywhere. And we were sitting on top of this ridge and I was like, I think I just freaked myself out. But I was like, I think I'm smelling something, you know? So he's like, no, dude, we're fine. And I was like, because we were there for like 30 minutes. So I'm like, dude, I think we should go, you know, and nothing could have came of it. But who knows? I've always thought of that, though. The Did H2S. you smell rotten eggs? It smelled like rotten egg, yeah. There was H2S in the air, but like, you know, uh, I don't know, man. It depends on how many parts per million it was, right? And yeah. you're safe in, I think it's like 10 parts. I don't want to say that and be like, oh, go hang out in 10 parts and then you like die. Okay. But like, um, you know, I should know that. Uh, but no, I think it's like 100 parts per million is definitely fatal. But 10, 10 parts per million, I think you can work and do it up to eight hours or something like that. Oh, boy. oh and s is going to kill me if I don't get that right. But um, yeah, man, that's. That's crazy. <laughs> um, where can people find your podcast, man? So you can go to Blue Collar Anxious, Google it, uh, which is kind of cool. Like at first it was like, I think yep. the Amazon UK uh, music was like the first one to put it up. But uh, got a website that I'm working on uh, to eventually get some merch up on there. And uh, yeah, dude, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere really. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a journey, dude. And it's been uh, it's been humbling to like listen to people's stories and especially the ones where people are like, dude, I don't have anything to offer. Right. Like I think of that, I forget his name, the guy that you're collaborating with, with the videos, like he doesn't want to do. Yeah. LJ. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't want to do the, the podcast, but I'll do the videos. And in my head, I'm like, dude, a, a video is more vulnerable than a podcast, at least for me. But like, I've talked to a lot of people and a pe- some people have turned me down, which is totally fine. I get it, you know, but uh, everybody has something to offer, dude. And I think if we can just share that perspective, like, I don't know how to say this in the right way, but like, you know, in college, how you have these different like electives that you have to like, just fill They're like bullshit classes just to kind of see what you like. Yep. I feel like in the blue collar world, when you're 18 and you go landscape or then you're doing road maintenance or whatever you're doing, those are our electives, right? Like Hell you don't yeah. know until you go try it. You don't know in college until you take the, the geography class and you're like, Oh shit, this is kind of cool. But in the blue collar world, it's so tough because especially with age, dude, like you don't get that many shots, right? Like you have to really set yourself up. And I feel like the guys I've talked to, when you have a plan from 18 years old and you're like, I'm going to do this, that's when you're just set up so well. So if people can listen to this podcast, like younger kids, um, my main audience is like, I I really want the younger generation to get into it. You know, like the 17 and up, I think that's where where I can see my demographics from at the lowest. Um, But like 24 to 35 is huge, you know? And it's just guys like us that are like, Hey, you know, let's just talk about, let's talk about life and the angst part of it too, man, where it's like, it doesn't mean like dread or anxious anxiety, whatever, you know, the definition is it's like, dude, we have, we have like a passion behind the blue collar world. Right. And, uh, well, that's why we do this, right? We, we enjoy this so much. We want to talk about it even after we've spent all day doing it, you know? Um, yeah, I've never thought of it like that before, but like, you know, we, we like doing it, you know, and it's, this is a way to take our mind off of everything else, right? This, the podcasting is my outlet. My outlet just happens to be my career choice, which is weird. It's so weird, man. It's yeah. so weird. It's so weird. And so it just comes so natural, dude. And like, I looked at like Johnny Tsunami, his like, I love his content. It's the funniest shit I've ever seen, dude. Like, it's just like uh, the first one I saw when it's like, here's the life of an average blue collar worker. First, I wake up. And like when he makes that little face, he's like walking out of the view of the camera frame. And he's just like, you know, like it's just (laughs) so funny. 
but uh like that dude like your podcast bringing him on like just to hear his life story like it's cool you know like because it gives you a different perspective like you only see so much and especially like with influencers or uh like youtube families that blog or vlog i mean um, there's a lot in utah isn't there eh? there's a shitload in utah i uh what the shaytards you had uh fucking wow. what's his name sean durez you had Ro- roman atwood was from that area at one point wasn't and he dashley's is a big one um uh day uh day he's the asian guy uh he's from utah uh trixon was born in utah i'm pretty sure then there's a ton in arizona too but i mean there's a lot of mormons in arizona too but that's the thing i've always said about it i'm not knocking bloggers at all because i mean the editing like you know this making content that's something i need to get better at is like i have all this content built up and i'm like dude shit i'm just trying to get episodes out you know but i need to really expand my network with like the reels and like really highlighting the great parts of the episodes. Yeah. Like I feel like you only see so much. I saw some vloggers one time and uh, like in a Costco in like Provo and uh, or Sam's club, I think it was. And it just seems so staged, you know, not everybody's like that. And I think that's why the real ones really do well, you know, and it's like a genuine thing. Yeah. And people can pick up on that. Oh yeah. People pick up on it super fast. Oh yeah. But I think that's why a podcast is cool because like, like Johnny Tsunami, for example, it's like you kind of know his headspace, where he's at, like the humor, and that's yeah. how you relate. But then you get him on a podcast, and you're like, "Holy shit, dude, you got a cool story!" You know? Exactly. That's what I was. That's what I was saying earlier, man. Like you can't tell how, who someone is with a thirty second, a minute long video on the internet every now and then, right? But you get him on here and talk for an hour, an hour and a half, two hours. You figure out pretty fucking quick who the per- who a person is. It's pretty hard to um, uh, it's pretty hard to hide a lot of shit when you're having a conversation that you know um, there's not a live audience for right now, right? Like there will be one eventually, list like a bunch of people listening to it, but like you get someone that knows that there's no one watching it right then and there, call them on their shit live, and they they just go off, right? They talk you learn a lot about people that way. Right. And I love that. I love that, man. It's, it's my favorite thing. I love chatting and I love getting to know people. And, oh, yeah. I, it's I, like, I don't know. You made me think of this. It's like the favorite, my favorite thing at work is like getting to know my, my guys, you know, the guys I work with, but it's like, you only get so many, so many breaks or like chances to do that. You know, like if they're going to, I don't know, you know how tough it is like when you're working and then it's like, you got like a minute you're passing by, you're like, dude, what's up? You don't get that like meaningful connection, but until you're off, but it's cool. Cause this is kind of what that is. Like that feeling when you get like five minutes, when something breaks down and you're just sitting there shooting the shit. Yeah. That's a podcast episode for me. That's what it kind of feels like. Yeah, man. So, so, um, I didn't know how podcasting was going to go at first. Right. But I was already all over TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, right. And whatever else there is. And, um, I, I was going live. I was live streaming. Right. And so I was doing that. And then the first time the camera came up and I had to talk to someone like, this is exactly like live streaming. This is exactly like going live on TikTok and Instagram minus being actually live. And you can edit shit out if you don't want to say it. there's yeah. no take backs when you're going live, when you're live streaming. But when you're recording like this, Boom, right? And sometimes we do do live streams with a podcast and you do have that live stream and you got to be very careful with where you're live streaming to, right? But 
so on so it and 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 they worked out for me with the podcast because I spent so much time and energy and put in so much work building that following on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and YouTube um that when I by the time the podcast came around there was already like the the listener base was already there I just had to figure out okay how many of these people actually want to listen to a podcast how many of these people can I turn into listeners and turns out you know it's been quite it's been fun it's been a lot of fun I don't know um if you want to talk about it or not but like what how how many episodes do you have and what 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 are your monthly listeners like like what how many downloads total do you have so far so i have almost 3000 with 21 episodes out 21 or 22 good for you but uh i mean it's cool to see like the one i usually have about 100 different devices like 100 different downloads um in the first few days which is tough too though man like to try to like like i've had guys that were like super staunch like dude this is so badass at first and then they kind of tapered off but i mean i i feel like they'll come back you know like you kind of hit your stride right like anytime you do something new at first you're like oh shit like baby steps but then now like I don't, I don't know if you feel this way, but like the last, I just recorded last night with David Estrada from Welder Made Headbands. I recorded on Saturday with uh, Hunter Wilson, the one that's released this week. I think that's 22. And it's so cool. Like, I don't know, like the dopamine rush that you get halfway through an episode when you're like, dude, this could be something like that feeling where it's like, yeah. holy I'm shit. I'm there right now, man. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, this is something special. And for me, I'm just like, that's why I say the reels. I said that earlier. I need to get better at like putting it out there. Um, yeah. Like I turn, I turn clips into reels, right. And, and make like teaser trailers. And, and I, I put them out there and it's like, Hey, here's something like a teaser for you for like, you know, this is what yeah. you could miss on this episode. See where this conversation leads to come in and check it out. Right. And yeah, I mean, it's funny though too, man. Like I've had guys be like, yeah, like I had one guy that I know, he's like, I'm not going to listen to your podcast. And I was like, oh, that's cool, dude. That's totally cool. You know, because I'm like handing out stickers to everybody I know. And um, he came up to me one day and he goes, I listened to your podcast, dude, uh, Tyler Sassy, episode 12. And uh, he was just like, that was pretty cool. And then a week later, you know, after thanking him, he comes up, he's like, you should get a student from Western Welding Academy, not the owner, the founder, right? Like Tyler was, get somebody so like the kids can get a perspective of what was it like to go to a welding school? And uh, reached out to Tyler, texted Tyler Sassy, boom, hooked it up, you know, with Trevin, Trevin Wilson coming on in September, um, September 12th, I think we're recording, but uh, it's just cool, dude, like this little, like the collaborative effort and all the support I'm getting. And that's the thing too, just like with anything, man, it's like yeah. that blue collar thing I kind of mentioned when you're going to cut yeah. a piece of wood and you're scared, you got to have courage, right? Like getting told, like, I'm not going to listen to your podcast at first. I was like, shit, this, that's going to shit like that's going to mess with me but it didn't do anything. It just fired me up. I'm like, it's all good, dude. You know, not everyone's going to listen. Not everyone needs to listen. Right. If he doesn't want to listen, cool. You'll find someone else to listen. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. Right. Right now we're, and we worked really hard to get here. So, you know, with, with social media and then, what I do is I push it out everywhere. The day it comes out, I push it on Snapchat. I push it on threads, Twitter, Instagram. I go on Facebook. I, I joined all the podcast Facebook pages and I post it there. Right. And, and I, I, I send it out everywhere. And um, right now we're up to 
about 2000 monthly listeners and that's fucking cool man like okay um we were doing something like this with the second acts podcast uh, a few months back and we actually did a live stream of that one and there was only five people in the live stream and this changed my whole perspective on everything including views on social media how they don't mean shit to how many people listen okay Five people were in that live stream watching it at, 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 at any given time. More came, more left, whatever. But there were five people in there when this conversation happened. And he's like, man, when I see the number five, the number five looks small. But if you took five people and set them in front of you and, and they were watching you and listening to you and hanging off what you had to say, five people is a lot. Dude, that's the thing too. Like when you first start, like even on it, I'm in that spot, like, you obviously have well, you have like forty thousand on Instagram. Uh yeah, forty thousand on Instagram. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so like you have a huge following. Like I knew who you were. Like I, I told like some of my family members, like yeah, dude, like Dick Frost. You know what I mean? And like I'm That's going cool. on this podcast. It's cool, and like everybody kind of knows, you know. And it's funny though. Like I'm in that section where it's like I'm in the growth phase right now. The first three months, and uh, like you hear a lot of shit where it's like by three months you'll know, or by yeah. six months you'll definitely know like if it's gonna work or not. By episode okay. 20, you should know, right? By episode 20. But it's yeah. like the support that I've gotten. And then like the, the listeners really do. Like, I mean, US, Canada. And like, it's cool. So I don't know what hosting site you use, but I use Spotify for podcasters. And it'll give me like a breakdown of like, because I thought it was just like one dude in Canada, you know, that was listening to me. And then I go on my browser and I click on it, not on my phone. I go on my browser and I click on Canada and it's like, oh, Alberta. And then like all these different like, territories i'm like holy shit really and then i get like spain mexico germany sweden australia like all these different like countries are tuning in and um but yeah i don't ever want to lose that dude it's so special like even every time i get a new follower on instagram because i remember at first like just to get to 10 when i was like hey somebody followed me you know or like with the podcast when it was like dude i got i got five listens i got 10 and then it's like i got 100 i got 200 and it's just like that compounding snowball dude it just feels so good and it I mean, you can look like, you can look at like Joe Rogan, which I mean, he is just different, another level, dude. You oh know yeah. I mean? He's yeah. been doing it for a long time and it's Joe Rogan. Right. But it's like, I don't feel like I, if I could get all I want to do my goal. So here's, I guess my goal. I'll just say it live. Jesse James. I don't know why Jesse James, Pope of welding um, episode 50. I want him on. I want him on the show, man. I want to go out to his, you know, his place down in Texas. I want to bring, uh like all the equipment down there and just record with him Make uh, that's it kind of happen. Cool from the start Make it happen. you know and then like meeting tyler sassy and it's like tyler did a collab with him on the blue collar tour that he did and jesse built him a sick ass welding truck that they gave away dude it was like an old i think it was 89 dodge you know we're gonna we're, we're gonna tag jesse james in this that's gonna be a teaser trailer we're going to tag Jesse James in this and we're going to try to make it happen. Dude. I'm going to put it everywhere and we're going to tag Jesse everywhere, man. That's- I remember watching. That'd be sick. I remember watching him one time and I just, he said something about like, Hey, you know, he was talking about sharing what he knows. And he's like, dude, I, he used to just like do his thing. And he was, he's the master at like manipulating metal welding. Um, and he talked about like, dude, what's, what good is all this knowledge if I don't pass it on to somebody else, you know, don't gatekeep that shit. You don't gatekeep right? that shit. You know, it's no. just gone. So he's like, yep. I think it's been a big thing of his. And I think that's why he'd be a good fit on the podcast. And hell um, yeah. But yeah, dude, I don't know. That's always been a goal. And it's cool just to see like the support and uh, 
you know, I, and that's one thing else I want to like really drive home to like people listening, dude. Like, it's not like I'm in it just like you're not, dude. Like you're right now, blue collar ranks a couple hundred followers on Instagram, right? Like you could say like, oh, that's a nobody thing. I don't look at it like that at all, dude. I look nope. at it like, I like Tyler Sassy with 6,000 followers or somebody that has 150 followers that I know, dude, like doesn't matter everybody. And I treat every edit the same. Cause it's like, everybody has such a cool story. And you know, that's why I started this too, man. You know? And like, when I say Jesse James, it's not like, Oh, I just want to get somebody popular out there. It comes from a place of like, dude, he has so much knowledge. And I think he would just, he's so chill too. Right. Like when you listen to him talk, he just like, kind of like Hunter Wilson, this week's episode, he just said what he meant, you know, like he didn't sugarcoat it. He was just like, like when I said, Hey man, how you doing? He's like, hot. And he was just kind of quiet for a second. And I'm like, shit, well, where are you from? What part of Texas, you know, and kind of like opened it up and, um, talk about the King ranch, you know, like I didn't plan on just like you did with me, dude. You're like, I kind of shoot from the hip. Like, I'm not gonna, I don't make a plan either. I'm the same way. Just follow I, the conversation, man. Yeah. I just, follow, I just, all I ask is like, where are you from? Like, let, what's your name? And what's your title? Right. Cause I don't want to dick up like where they're from or call somebody something they're not, you know? So yeah. that's the only thing I know. And then we just kind of go. So speaking of Texas, do you know why? I think it's Texas. Yeah. It's Texas. Do you know why? Um, uh, the, the, the theme park six flags over Texas. It started in Texas. Do you know why really? it's called six flags? No. Texas, oh, Texas was six different countries at one point in time. Really? Right? It was Spain. It was Mexico. It was uh, part of the British colonies, I think. Then it was the Republic of Texas and the U.S. and something else. I learned that today on a freaking podcast, man. I'm like, no way, dude. That's that's freaking cool. Yeah. I listened to Real uh, Real AF with uh, Dan. What is it? Uh, yeah, Andy for silly. Andy, okay, yeah, 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 and I'm listening to that one right now too. Oh man, I've discovered so many good podcasts over the last couple of weeks. Like dude, Theo Vaughn has changed my fucking changed my life, dude. I'm gonna send you a, a reel when we get off, but dude, it's so I don't know if you've seen it yet, but these two friends they made a, a remake of a Rogan episode with Theo Vaughn when he's talking about like, I'm a peeping Tom for gas. Like, you know how like Theo Vaughn gets on that shit. <laughs> yeah. And Rogan's like, dude, you would, that's a bit, you would murder. And like these guys, like he wore like a skull cap thing, like to make him look bald and they did a damn good job. But it's funny. Cause it's like, like Theo Vaughn, I feel like he's just blown up dude. Like the last few years, you know, yeah. Like, all the shit he says that, and it's just so off the wall that sometimes you're like, dude, are you just like saying shit to say stuff? Yeah. Like, I think so he, funny he when he says it. He, he's he's delivered his bit to you and you're still processing what he just said and he's already on to the next one right oh, he's yeah. just so quick like boom 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 right and you're like processing it and you don't even know what's coming next like he had right? that one it was like uh what he's like i got the 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 rib cage of a of a lesbian and i got the the something like that and i'm like what the i'm thinking about that and then he finishes the joke and i'm like holy shit that was genius dude you know yeah he said uh Something about animals today. He's like, you ever just been looking at one of them animals gaying around? And, you know, just like, what the fuck did you just say? He's from the South, right? So, like, some of the shit he says. Isn't he from like, Louisiana, dude? He's from Louisiana, yeah. He talked he's about uh, Louisiana. When he's talking about, I think it was Mississippi. Mississippi or Memphis. When he's like, the BBQ. He's talking about barbecue. Yeah. 
he's like, they love that BBQ. Like, and he had one episode too. The, I think the first one I saw of Theo Vaughn, he had, I don't know if it's like a guest that he had or if it's like his helper, like Jamie is for Joe Rogan. But yeah. it was like an Asian dude. And then he's like, he asked him something. He's like, who would you eat if you had to? Like what nationality? And the kid's like, I don't know, probably just somebody like me. He's like a Vietnam, like you need a Viet Cong. And the kid was like, dude, I'm American. And he's like, ah. <laughs> and I'm like, this shit like that. It's just so funny. You know? He comes a lot across to me. And like, I think it's funny as fuck. But like, like low key racist, but it's, it's funny. It's Which is very funny. funny. How does that work though? Like for some people and then for some, it's probably because he's so overly looking like a redneck, you know, like with the mole and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But if you the had a dude, rat, if you had Johnny Tsunami saying that dude, like skinhead, like tatted up, it'd be like, nope, dude, you're canceled. You know people, what I mean? People commented on my video with uh, of that podcast being like, I don't like this guy. He's racist. He's, he's a bigoted piece of shit. And I'm like, man, what the fuck are you that? talking about? What's that? Did you talk about that stuff at all? I got halfway through on YouTube uh so a little bit so yeah. just just keep Talk watching i guess it. yeah um hey i got a question for you we're an hour and a half here and i haven't brought it up yet so like yay me um do you know what uh viscosity is viscosity yeah yeah like in uh that's like the separation of water from oil in paint viscosity what is it yeah so it's like you know the thickness of a load Oh, okay. Right, like oh, yeah. viscous, you know, viscosity. Okay. Uh, where I'm going with this is the podcast is sponsored by the Mudman. Uh, you know, he drill he deals in uh, drilling fluid equipment and laboratory testing equipment and just stuff for the rig, right? Drilling, you know, you're putting that that mud down your hole and and making it nice and thick, you know, giving them a nice thick load. Uh, you know, it's interesting where that conversation goes a lot of the time. Um, Dude, I thought you were like, this is an, this is actually a paid advertisement for four hymns. And I was like, what the, oh. f <laughs> <laughs> no, so www.mudmanmarket.com for all your drilling, uh, testing equipment, your drilling fluid equipment and laboratory testing equipment needs. Got to get him on the podcast. It will working on it. Is he based out of Canada? Yeah. He's actually here in Alberta. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he, he lived not far from me. I, I just recently moved. So he only lived like 20 minutes away from me at one point. Now he lives like three hours. So, Dude, can I ask you a weird question about Canada? Uh, you could ask me all the weird shit you want. What's what? Is, is calling somebody a Canuck, is that like a derogatory thing? Like, will that piss you off if somebody's like freaking Canuck? Would it piss you off if I called you a Yankee? No. Yeah. No. Canuck, Canuck's a Canadian, man. Dude, I said, I just one dude that I know, he's like kind of a pain in my ass, but uh, he's Canadian. He's, I think he has dual citizenship. Like everybody that I meet that's Canadian is like, I'm a dual citizen, right? That's because our country is falling apart. And if you can't have access to leave to another country, you are screwed. Dude, that's the thing that I don't understand too. I was going to ask, like, well, not to lose track of this first. I called somebody a Canuck and somebody was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like as if I said something wrong, I'm like, shit, dude, is that like, is that like a terrible thing to say to a Canadian dude? I didn't think so. Nah. nah if you're in Vancouver, they probably like it even more. Yeah. Uh, Canuck, that's the name of their hockey team, the Vancouver Canucks. True that, yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, so I had a uh, – oh, what was I thinking? I lost it when you said Vancouver. I started thinking hockey. How our oh, country is falling your, apart. How your country is falling apart. Yes, thank you. Uh it's so funny, like the immigration shit in the United States 
And then I think about like immigration, uh, like into Canada, my dad went on a motorcycle trip. They're like, this was years ago. And they're like very staunch. Like, how long are you going to be here? Like, what are you doing here? And then like, why are you here? Like, they're like very like, like they don't want anybody to freeload and just stay there. Right. Is that yeah. the goal of that? Maybe, maybe because free healthcare. I don't, I don't know. And I, don't know. I mean, let's not even get into the free thing, but like it's, you know, we're paying over 50% in taxes. So Jesus, or dude. close to 50%. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not up there with like California. I think California is at like 62% right now. Holy hell. Uh, all hail sleepy Joe. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you guys look at Americans sometimes like, dude, just let everybody from the South come up. It's no big deal. Or are you guys kind of like, Keep them away like you guys are with the Americans. Um, That's a tough question. Okay, so repeat that question again. So do you guys look at like Americans, probably from Louisiana or Texas, that are like, dude, I don't want you guys up here. Like closed border. We don't want anybody. What are you doing here? Like the same questions that Canadians ask Americans or whoever else is going there. Do you guys look at Americans like, why are you guys being so rude? I thought about that the other day. I think it. Mm. What so Tex Texans, Texans out where I'm from, Alberta. Um, Alberta, Alberta is the Texas of Canada, so or so we're called. You know, we're very oil rich and you know, very blue collar and yeehaw cowboy. And uh, you know, so we're the Texas of Canada, so we would love Texans to come here. If Texans came here and felt right at home, we'd probably get off on that. Um <laughs> um Jesus, I, if you're liberal and you're coming into Canada and you want to stay, don't don't stay. Leave. We're trying to get more. We're trying to get rid of our liberals. Yeah. So you yeah. probably don't look at like conservatives in America like just don't be such a dick. Just let them come in. You don't think like that. That's a loaded <sighs> question. I'm not trying to get political. Sometimes no, no, no. on the podcast, but that's just a genuine like I'm curious, you know, it's good. No, no, we no. Um. That's a great question, man. That's just something me. Jesus. Um, and what I said about getting rid of our liberals, I mean, like, we're trying to get rid of Trudeau. Uh, Trudeau's not really a liberal. He He's in the liberal party, but he is whatever. Well, how long is he, uh, how long he, has he gets, been there? He gets to stay for what? Like another. So in Canada, we don't have terms, right? Yeah. So, so we do have terms, I guess. So four-year terms, and then they call an election. But... In the U.S., you can only run twice. You can only be president twice, and that's it, right? Yeah. In Canada, if they keep voting you in, you're still you're in. How long has he been in? Eight years, and nobody can figure out how, except for you know out east, uh, the newfies and Toronto. Um, I don't know, man. I don't. know. That's a good question. Yeah, it's just something I thought about. I I feel like so many people like. I don't know, like every, even in a family, dude, like I had this conversation about like immigration, like mass immigration. Yeah. And it's tough, dude. Like you think about, I look at how crowded like Colorado, Utah, California, going to visit like Disneyland. Uh, it's just tough, dude. But I don't know. I don't know the answer to that either. I was just curious if you had a opinion on it. Yeah. Um, oh, I know, I know immigration, Canadian, Canadian border patrol are, they're, they're dicks. Um, because when we drive over to the U.S., it's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Come on in. Let's go. Yeehaw. Come get some of that America. Come yeah. get some of that cheap gas. Yeah. You know? And, What's gas uh, up there? So the equivalent for us, what what is it right now there for you? 
Oh, shoot. Like four bucks, I think. Four bucks, I wish. So $4 is like 80 to 90 cents a liter here. Mm. So that's cheap. We're paying like a dollar in some places, almost two dollars a liter, dollar uh, sixty, dollar seventy. I've seen it up to a dollar ninety at times, uh, which would be like six to eight dollars a gallon for you. Mm. Damn. Yeah. So we being we being uh, taken to to the bank. Are they just taxing it just for like uh, environmental reasons? Is that like the government's prerogative? So we have a carbon tax. Yep, we mm. have a carbon tax. Land of the free, right? Land of the free. Um, you know, I actually heard a good bit, and I don't remember what podcast it was on. I might have been Theo Vaughn talking about turtles. And he's like, you know what? Like, um, all this shit's moving from plastic to fucking cardboard or whatnot because of fucking turtles. Like, oh, wait, I don't know. Okay, so. You know how many times I've seen a fucking turtle in my life? Like, in the wild? None. Maybe maybe once or twice. But sea turtles? How are you saying a straw is, like, with pinpoint accuracy going down, like, a little hole like this, a turtle's mouth? Yeah. You know? You yeah. know? Like, what the fuck are you on, right? And, and it's like, are the sea turtles really dying? Are we finding turtles everywhere? I ain't seen a turtle pop up dead. What, are they yeah. drowning? Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I've seen is like seals, right? Like every, from a shark, like seals yeah. up on the beach. But I saw a reel the other day and it was like a girl taking a photo shoot for like picking up trash on a beach. And uh, she sit there and she's picking up trash. They're taking photos. She's posing. And this dude just recording her. And at the end of it, she just literally throws the bag on the damn floor. And I'm like, that's the thing, dude. Like all these, I don't know, like the environmentalists and stuff like that which goes either way. You know what I mean? Like there, I think there's some credence on both sides, you know? Yeah. Like a lot of blue collar guys are like, no, there's no such thing as global warming. It's like, well, it's not what they say it is on the left. In my opinion, you know, I think it's really like just kind of the cycle of, of the earth, right? Like the geography of the earth, like it's just getting warmer. The ice caps melted. That's why we have Canadians, right? Like you guys can shout out, but uh, yeah, dude, it's, Back to the bullshit, though. It's like there's so much shit out there on the Internet. And I think that's why, like, pages like yours get such a positive response, dude, because it's like the humor that, like, makes shit not so mundane or like Theo Vaughn. You know, it's like, oh, like, yeah, it makes it just light. You know, we need to laugh right now. Right now, more than ever, we need to laugh. We also need to revolt, but we need to laugh a little bit, too. When we can laugh while we're revolting. Look at the Bolsheviks. What was it? Joseph Stalin? Was it Joseph Stalin? Was it or Lenin? Which one hung who in the square? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Lenin. I think Lenin was part of the Bolsheviks. And, oh, man, the history buffs are going to hang us for this one. Ah, man. These dumb blue-collar pricks. Look at these dumb blue-collar pricks trying to talk shit. Yeah. No, I think it was Lenin who, who walked into the square and... You know, started his little the Bolshevik revolution or whatever the hell it was called, and yada yada yada, and that's that's what we need more of. That's no no internet though, no internet though. Cut cut out the internet, cut out that bullshit, cut out the media. Hey, post flyers all over town, being like, "Hey, revolution in the square tonight." (laughs) I was gonna say I don't want to go all the way back to like minute five of the podcast, but you made me think of this. So like. Like the internet, like I feel like the internet dude has just made it. So Joe Rogan said this once, like you can say whatever you want 
You're not yep. going to get punched in the mouth. Right. And I feel like growing up, like, cause Facebook for us, I remember when Facebook came out, I'm like, Holy shit, what is this? You know, like, this is cool. But like kids that just grow up with like Snapchat and all this, you can talk shit and not have consequences. Right. Yep. And I saw a reel the other day too, man. And it was, it's probably an old one. Cause everybody was wearing a mask for like on a plane. And this dude was just sitting there talking mad shit to this like flight attendant. And he's just sitting there like, bitch, I'll beat your ass. Like this like redneck dude, probably from, I don't know. I haven't had a guest from Arkansas, probably from Arkansas. I have. Have you? Oh yeah. Big daddy official. Don't Shout shoot. out to that guy. Yeah, Bad out. daddy. Bad daddy official. Not oh, big bad daddy. daddy. Bad daddy. Dude, this dude's talking shit though. And like everybody's just sitting there, you know? And I'm just like, what the hell, man? Like what's the world come to, you know? Or like uh, these baby appointments we've been going to. Um, you go to the bathroom, right? Like I took my little girl to the bathroom and they have like the women abuse cards. Like you can, you can like take a card and be anonymous. And they had one that was like a tearaway one, dude, like perforated or whatever. And I was, um, I was shocked. I told my wife, it was sad, dude. Like how many of those were gone? You know, like there was like a whole sheet and the shit, like there's like three left. And I'm like, Jesus, dude, like how many people, like, it kind of goes back to that consequences things I'm talking about where it's like, there's no consequences. So people just act however they want, you know, but I think if people like were more, you wouldn't talk as much shit or be like behind closed doors, kind of like the podcast, right? Like you get to see who somebody is. Right. Yep. And like a guy is going to go into a doctor's office with his wife and a newborn. And even if he's a piece of shit behind closed doors, you know, like he's going to act a certain way in front of everybody, but he's going to look like a good dad and a good husband and yeah. the supporting old oh, babe. It's all good. Don't worry. By the way, you're getting a punch in the face later when we get back. Yeah. He's yeah. like, is everything good, babe? The doctor turns his, turns his head and he's like, you're done. You know, like that shit happens. Well, tonight's going to be you and me in the octagon. <laughs> right. And yeah, no, it, it's funny, but it's not because yeah. it happens. Right. It happens. Dude, it's funny. though. It's not funny, but yeah, it's funny, but it's not. But it's like it's like in America. I don't know how it was in Canada. But in like the 50s, all the movies where the guy would slap around the wife and it was like, oh, you should have shut your mouth. You know, you shouldn't have talked back. Why wasn't yeah. dinner ready And when, when he came home? And it's like now we're in this weird phase where it's like, I don't know, dude, it's just such a weird time, you know, where it's like shit's accepted or it's not like it's just different. Remember, do you remember the show Dinosaurs? Like not the mama. Oh, yeah. When I can't remember his name now, uh, Ed. I think his name was Ed. When he came home from work, uh, he expected dinner to be made and the house to be clean. And he said that every day. Well, what did you do today? Uh, how come this house isn't clean? Why isn't my dinner ready right this second? Well, I was chasing around the kids all day. Do you know what your son did? I don't care. Right? And we watched that shit. That shit was spoon-fed to us all through our childhood, man. And now that shit would not be allowed to play on TV. Dude, is your wife a stay-at-home mom, by the way? She is, yeah. Yeah, that's a cool thing. I I commend yeah. you for that. My wife is too, and it's like that's a that's a really hard thing to do in 2023, dude. It like, is, man. But like, I I from the start, I was like, I don't want to put a babysitter in like my kids' life. Like, just doesn't seem right, you know. No. One time, uh, I guess I guess this is good advice, but her boss at the bank told her um, when we were having our baby, we were having Peyton, my five year old. She said, "Whatever you guys do, if you want to stay home." don't ever go back to work. She's like, if you go back to work or get adjusted to like to having another income on top of like mine, she's like, you'll always have to have it. And I was at first when I heard that, I was like, oh, I don't know about that, but it's true. Like you just figure it out, dude. But I feel like it's getting harder and harder for like 
like kids to stay at home with their parents and like the homeschool push. I don't know if that's going on up in Canada, but I'm not, I'm not sure. My kids, my kid goes to school, school. So Does he? Or she, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the, the other, the youngest one's not in school yet. Dude, yeah. it's funny though. It's like, um, Tim Kennedy, right. He started in like a big thing. Tim Kennedy, MMA, Green Beret guy. Um, he's starting his own school, you know, but there's this big push, but so many people are like, dude, I can't, I can't put my wife at home. You know, like I got a mortgage to pay, but it's just crazy. Like it's crazy to see how like it's shifted. And like, it is a rare thing to have like a, a stay at home mom. So here's the thing, right? Life has become unaffordable. Buying a house is almost impossible these days. Uh, right. Um, you know, when you have, when you have kids, you're broke anyways. Right. Um, so, you know, we're not, we're not struggling. We we're doing good. We can go on vacation if we want to. We I can take, I take some time off to hang out, but you know, it's, I would, we would rather my wife raise them than someone take someone at a daycare or, you know, something, something or a housekeeper or a nanny or whatever you want to call them. Um, we, my, my wife is better suited for that. Who, who better? So, okay. The government back to this part, the government doesn't want people to stay at home. They want to take a parent away from the kids. They want that animosity. They want that, um, resentment i guess from the children it, you grow up you, not having a parent in the home you're really fucking twisted up about it you go out and you be a good little slave right and you and you go to work and you might fall into some resentment trap like drugs and alcohol and shit like that they they want you to be oppressed right so they they make life super unaffordable so both parents have to be out of the home right you know, your kid barely gets to see you, right? So fuck it. Why not? You're, you already can't buy a home. Life's already unaffordable. You know, we, we do just fine. You know, our bills are paid. That's all that matters. Fuck yeah. it. My, my wife is going to be there for them. She's going to be the one teaching them th- all their first shit. Send them off to school. Sure. Whatever. But when they come home, they're greeted by mom. When they wake up in the morning, they're greeted by mom. Whatever, whatever they need, mom is there to bring them that. That is their parent. And then when I come home on days off, I'm there too. You know, yeah. like, you know, um, and and me being away a lot, everyone's like, oh, you're abandoning your, you're abandoning your children, yada yada yada. They'll never know you. I spend more time with my kids working away than I do if I was home. You know what I mean? Like, if I had to be to to live the life we want to live i'd have to be gone for a fuck ton of time like 12 to 13 hours a day 14 hours a day out of the home by the time i got home my kids would be asleep i wake up in the morning my kids would be asleep my weekends if i got one they'd be outside playing or i'd want to relax you know i'd never get to see them this way here i get a week off every three to four weeks i come home seven days straight of undivided attention with my kids i'm not tired even I am, we're still hanging out. We're still doing what they want to do. And uh, I wake up, they're there. I go, I put them, I help put them to bed. They see me and they know I'm there and I FaceTime as much as I can. So yeah. Episode 11, dude, blue collar angst. Uh, Todd Lambert talked about that, like 21 days on or whatever the schedule is, you know, or yeah. if you get called out, but he said the same thing. He's like, dude, it may not seem like a lot, but he's like, you're getting like two hours at the end of a day to be like, Hey, hi, here's dinner. Let's go to bed. Let's brush yep. your teeth, go to bed. He's like, I get like a full two weeks sometimes of like 
straight time with my kids. And that's, that was a cool perspective too. And that's why like the purpose of what we do, like this conversation, because it's like so much inf- misinformation, like about the oil field and, you know, just to talk a little bit more about like the stay at home uh, parent stuff. It's so true, dude, unaffordable. Like, <clears throat> so my work got pretty slow at the start of the year, really back in like November time, right. When we found out we were pregnant and uh, it's funny because we were going through this, like the infertility path, trying to figure out what was going on. And Zach, the the guy from, you know, the start of blue collar angst, that, that idea, you know, kind of bouncing back off him. And he was like, dude, don't worry about it. You guys will get pregnant right when the, right when work slows down. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And no shit. That's what happened. You know, and I remember January. So he was born July 31st on his due date. Dawson was. And I remember in January, like up until July, my wife's like, dude, are we going to be okay? You know, like, cause work's starting to kind of pick back up, but then it's like the outlook's not the best. Like it's so unsure right now. Yeah. She's like, dude, are we going to be okay? And I just told her like, Hey, I'll figure it out. Like if I have to go do whatever I need to, I'll do just like you, like doing the road work in the summer stuff that you were saying, you know, yeah, I'll figure it out. But, um, but yeah, dude, I don't know why it's never been an option for me. And I'm not knocking people that they have to send their wives to work. I get it because it's like, yep. it's a shitty, you're put in a corner. And like you said, they don't want you to have time with your kids. They want to, they're going to indoctrinate and they're going to have teachers spend the majority of their day, you know, teaching them whatever curriculum that's going to be. But yeah, it's, it's a special thing. And it's something I'm really grateful for. You know, I'm sure you are too. Hell Having yeah. My wife pick them up and or pick Peyton up. She's starting kindergarten this year, which I'm like, oh shit, you know? I saw a video the other day that was like, when your kid is born, they're born with a bunch of strings that are attached to your heart, right? And every every like new step or uh, milestone, a pe- one of those strings falls off, right? And she's like, when my kid said my first word, one of the strings fell off. When my kid took their first step, one of the strings fell off. She's like, today, my kid walked into school for the first time by by himself. Um, The kid had gone to school before, but it was kindergarten. Mom had to be there and and, kind of be a, hey, everything's going to be okay. Go, right? Um, Grade one or two, I don't, I can't remember which one it was, but she's like, he got out of the car said mom i got this you stay here and walked his ass to the door by himself and walked in didn't even care and she's like i was not ready for that string to fall off right and that was like boom holy shit right back to my kids being ride warriors and going on all these fucking rides i lost a big string the other day yeah dude because all you can think about is dude what what happens when they're at that level when they can just be like i don't need you dad i can go ride by myself you know like that's like the, the shit that goes through your head, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. I held that little girl when she was three pounds and, and we took her to the movie theater. Uh, Cause all she did was sleep. So it was good. She was a preemie and we took her to the movie theater. We have a picture. We went to go see Thor Ragnarok and we have a picture. This kid is smaller than the Coca-Cola cup. Dude, three right? pounds. Holy crap. This kid is smaller than the Coke cup. And, uh, man, now I see her running, walking, saying, I hate you. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, going to school. Yeah. man, you know, you're doing something right. When your Dude, kid that's looks at you and says, I fucking hate you. When it you hurts. Know, it's so true. Like, that's the only word she could have added. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, I want new parents. I hate you. And I was like, she slams her door. She's five. 
So later on that night, I pulled her back into our room and I just said, Hey, by the way, like we were just kind of getting ready for bed and maybe I'm a shitty parent. Somebody's going to be like, Oh my gosh, that's abuse. But I was just like helping put the diaper on the newborn on Dawson. And I said, Oh, by the way, uh, your, your new family's coming in the morning. They're going to, I think you're going on a hike in the morning. And just like kind of said it nonchalant, dude. And like, I felt like a piece of shit. Like her eyes were like, what? Like I'm going to a new family. And I was like, yeah, you know, like when you said you hated our family. So, but yeah, dude, it's a, uh, it's a special thing, dude. And honestly, I, I hate putting a disclaimer on anything I say, but like, really, I do think about the people going through infertility, you know? And um, like you said, dude, at the beginning, I love that you said that everybody has a different like path. And just like with your daughter being born uh, 35 weeks, right? Yeah. 35 weeks. Yeah. Like how terrible that was. And then like to see somebody else with like the open heart surgery, like that's, I think that's really, and that's like a maturing thing too. Right. Like once you start to see stuff like that and be able to share that, but yeah, dude, that's a really, uh, those are life-changing moments. You know, my youngest daughter got mad at my wife a couple of weeks back. She ran into her room, slams the door, opens it up. I want my dad to find a new wife and slams the door. She's three, man. Oh. And you know, like, all I, my wife told me about this and I'm just laughing. And I was like, this kid's going to make a great wingman someday. Yeah. Like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ever piss your wife off? She's going to be like, Hey mom, you see that guy right there? You know? <laughs> oh shit. Oh. Um, I'm not going to keep you too much longer here, man. I, uh, I got a quick call my wife too. She is two hours ahead right now. She's probably asleep, Holy shit. but it's time. I'm going to wake her up. Yeah. I'm going to wake her up. But I got, I always end the pod, uh, with, you know, one, one more question here and it usually stumps some people. So you're American, you know what Mount Rushmore is, you know, four of the most influential uh, people in American history are up there. Um, <clears throat> if you could have your own Mount Rushmore with four people that you look up to or inspire, uh, get draw inspiration from who would it be and why? Oh, shoot. That is a tough question, man. <clears throat> When you said it, I like to think about it was like jokes just to piss people off. Like uh, Donald Trump, Colin Powell, Condoleezus Rice, like all that. Condoleezus? Uh, Did you call her Condoleezus or what did you call her? Uh, it's Condoleezus, but uh, Dave Chappelle has a bit where he's like Condoleezus Rice, Clayton oh, Bigsby. Condole okay. I always call her Condoleezus now. Um, <laughs> I guess I would choose so four. Um, damn, dude, that is such a hard question. I don't know. I feel like George Washington for sure, you know, because I think like he is the father of our country. Um, I think Ben Franklin, because he, uh, I shared a quote about him today on my Instagram. That's why no, I'm just kidding. Cause he went to France and was just literally fooling around with women. He's supposed <laughs> to like, get, the, get the army out here in the Navy. And he's just like in bed and in brothels. Uh, that's probably the most American thing ever. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> damn. And then the other two, I guess just for me, man, uh, Mike Rowe, as silly as that sounds, Mike Rowe was pretty cool. Like to watch Dirty Jobs. I remember watching Dirty Jobs as a kid. And uh, I think one was like a septic tank or a sewer. You had to go clean out like a sewer clog in New York. And uh, watching shit like that being like, oh, there's a job like for, for everything. Like there's a purpose. There's somebody that has to do everything. So I would say Mike Rowe. Um, hmm. And then I would just say a last one, dude, for me. Um, damn, probably Tyler Sassy right now, Western Welding Academy. He's been super uh, gracious, uh, you know, tagging me in reels and uh, 
coming on the podcast, dude, talking to him and, you know, some of his experiences and, um, it's all this, it's all the same stuff we talk about, man, like the Jocko Willink books and Ed Milet, just like being better, being a good human. Uh, he talked about, you know, you don't think the world's in a bad place right now. Try to go to the gas station and buy a bag of Cheetos, you know? And I was like, holy shit, dude. Like it was just so profound. Um, but yeah, those are probably be my four Ben Franklin, not because of the whores, but, uh, because of all the uh, inventions he did. So disclaimer for the wife right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wife. Yeah. I was just joking. Uh, shit. Um, I guess, uh, you know, I'm actually going to ask this one for the first time. Uh, four is four, four good to say four, four podcasts that you currently are listening to that you would suggest others listen to. And I'll give you my four because I, uh, I uh, just discovered some good ones over the last little bit. I would say uh, I like Joe Rogan. You know, I'm not knocking him at all. Like when I said he interviews like the famous people, I think he gets the real side out of it. Like the Kennedy episode that he put out a few weeks ago. Um, So Rogan. And then I would say Jocko podcast. Jocko podcast is just, it's cool. Like, even though I never served in the military, uh, it's not just about like a patriotism, but really about like the military, like discipline and just life principles. Um, I love the Tim Ferriss show. Tim Ferriss is another really good one um, that I've always loved. And then uh, I think it's still called the Adam Carolla show, but uh, that's just one. That was my first podcast, dude, that I ever, uh, I ever listened to. So yeah, I'd say those four. Nice. Nice. Um, I recently got hooked on the real AF podcast with uh, whatever his name is there. Andy. Andy. Yeah. Andy. Um, Shout out to uh, Greg Ryder, actually, for putting me onto that one. Uh, Andy Frisilla, that's right. Real AF, you know, they they, they they don't really dig too, like, they talk conspiracy theory, but, like, they're real about it, where they're like, hey, I mean, like, hey, I'm putting on my tinfoil hat right now, and, like, you know, it's probably not this way, but, like, this is how I feel about it. Like, people um, aren't really lizards, but, uh, like, you know, yeah. like, the people that really get deep into it, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm. You know who Jordan Peterson is? Yeah. So and, Andy Frisilla, yeah. Frisilla, Frisilla. Andy Frisilla would be like Jordan Peterson, but less black and white, mm. right? Um, I I don't mind Peterson. I don't really listen to him all that much, but you know, uh, I've listened to a couple episodes where you know, okay, the topic of the conversation was what drew me in. And then uh, the History of the 90s podcast is really fun. Go check that out. Uh, Kathy Kanzora, she's, you know, everything 90s, you know, news stories from the 90s that, you know, really cool shit. Um, the Second Act podcast with my boy Gord, with, my, my, board, ugh, my boy Gord Kitely, Kitelli. I don't know how you say his last name. Uh, he was on my podcast. I listen to his all the time. He lives close to me. Nice. And, um, uh, my new my new listen in my ears the blue collar angst podcast so yeah Dude, yeah add that to the playlist i'd add one book if i could say one more thing uh ed Milet, the power of one more i think he started a podcast too by the way but dude ed Milet, i love everything he has to say you know like he talks about like he was just like us dude you know and then like this power of one more that book that's been i listen to a ton of audiobooks too so sometimes i don't get to the podcast as much as i would like yeah um, but yeah, dude. Power. I'll one check more. that out. I'll check that out. The power one more. Yeah. I'll check that out. Hey, where can people buy that hat? 
Where can I buy that hat? Eventually, I'll send you one, dude. Eventually, bluecollarinks.com is going to go live. Uh, well, it's live right now. Um, probably looks like shit. But uh, yeah, bluecollarinks.com is going to have a shop. And uh, I'm working on it. I'm working on securing, you know, the leather patches and then working with uh, different hat companies, dude. So I'll get you in touch though with the uh, patch guy because he makes some sick patches. Dark yeah. Horse Apparel uh, is pretty damn good, damn good company. I'll so check that out for sure, man. Uh, hey, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you feel this way, but I get really excited come podcast record night. Uh, you know, when I hit record, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous all the way through, but I'm having a good time. It's not a bad nervous. It's not like, yeah. Whoa. you know, it's, it's fun. Um, I get really excited about it still. We're going to be almost 40 episodes in here. Still excited. Um, nice. and then, you know, podcast release day every Tuesday, I'm like counting down the hours until it drops. It drives at 5 PM on Tuesdays and I'm counting down the hours and I'm, I'm super excited on podcast release days. And I hope that's something I never lose. I hope yeah. that passion remains always. Um, so far, so good. Almost 40 episodes deep. So dude, you're doing a damn good job. It, it's cool. And thank you for having me on dude to, to be the, the guest on somebody's show, you know, not to be the one driving everything, which yeah. is cool. You have such a, it's such a laid back atmosphere, which I try to do with my show too. You know, like, we can just talk, you know, it's not this interview. It's just a conversation. So yeah, you're doing a damn good job, dude. I, I love it. When I get people on and I'm like, okay, interview questions. What do I got to ask these people? What do I got to ask them? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay. We've never done that before. Stop yeah. it. Stop it. And I do that to myself all the time. Like, Hey, we're not interviewing. We're having a conversation. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, it just happens to be like interview type questions along the way. Right. And so I, I really got to like, slap myself sometimes when I get thinking like, okay, well, you know, especially with uh, someone who's a bigger guest, well, okay. Like how do we navigate this? Right. And you just, you hit, you hit start, you hit go live, you hit record and, and, and you just let it go. Yeah. Right. You know? Dude, and yeah. That's the nervousness part of it. You know, like you're so, you don't know what it's going to do. You're opening up that box, right? You're opening yep. up the box and you're trying to get into people's lives. But uh, yeah, I love it too. And if I could just say one more thing, uh, it's going through August 31st. Well, I guess this will probably be released later than that, but still a little still bit. So go check it out, guys. Uh, see who the winner is for this this giveaway that I kind of talked about today. Um, and this is just the start. Uh, there's going to be some cool things, uh, hopefully, maybe down the road of foundation to really keep the ball rolling on helping these younger kids get into the trade. So, but I appreciate you, man. Seriously, thank you for having me on. It's been a blast. Well, I appreciate you for coming on, man. And, and yeah, thank you. Uh, this has been amazing. So, yeah. Hey, Dave, David, Davey. I don't know. What do you like being called? Coke. Last name. Coke. 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 Hey, Coke, you stay frosty. Later. <laughs>